Falcons fans, welcome, man. It is episode 38 of Out of Your Falcon Mind, an Atlanta Falcons fan cast. My name is John. I'm your host, as always, joined by my co-host, Mike Cottrell. What's going on, bud? I'm out of my Falcon mind, man, here with my man, Yates. My man, Yates, for those on YouTube that can see, uh, freshly, he's dripped out in a fresh Matt Ryan jersey, fresh out the packaging. I mean, you can smell the two-day shipping on this jersey. I'm talking about the black is black, the white is white, the red is red. Fresh out the packaging, Atlanta Falcons, Matt Ryan jersey. I love it. Out of my Falcon mind. I love it, buddy. I, dude, I just cut the tags off. It's uh, Yeah, it is the Falcons. I did not go buy Colts just yet. My wife Man. does. It's on the way, so it'll be here. Anyway I love now. In uh, the same household, the Falcons and the um, Colts jersey, uh, husband and wife. Y'all top that on Twitter. If y'all can beat that, y'all let me know. <laughs> but I'm out of my Falcon mind. We got the most special guest today. Uh, he's out of his Falcon mind all the time, John. Yes, sir. So yeah, Mike, you and I, we, man, we drag Twitter a lot for, uh, some of the personalities, people takes all that stuff that you see, but, you know, occasionally, you know, you do come across good folks and, you know, we've, we've done that. We've, you know, we've had some people on the show, DW from the Falcoholic, or I guess former, formerly of the Falcoholic, you know, breaks my heart. Um, breaks mine too. Come and, back. Uh, yeah, man. Um, and, uh, you know, pound for pound guys, Toby and JR, they were great, you know, love them. Yeah. So, and, uh, so this guy, we, he started listening to us early on, probably right after, not too long after we got off the ground and, uh, just kind of, kind of, you know, you just mess with some people, man. Like some of his tweets, I mean, was like, he was in my head and vice versa, I think. So it was, um, it was cool. So right, right from the start, man. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, Savion Mixon, fellow Falcons fan, host of SBS podcast, sacrifice, breed success. What's going on, brother? Yes, sir. What's going on, y'all boys? What's going on, man? I'm so doggone excited to be here, man. Thank y'all for letting me on, man. Let's let's rock it out. Let's do it. That's right. I'm happy to have you here, man. I'm happy to have you here. And, and so before we even get started, um, y'all need to go to his Twitter, man. What's your Twitter, real quick? L W O S underscore Mixon M I X S O N S. I okay. promise. Something else that's that's a little less complicated, but for now, that's what it is. <laughs> for, for all you gamers, now I'm not even a game. I just want to let you know. I was on his Twitter feed. It's a gaming PC on his Twitter feed that's like nothing you ever seen. This is all gamers. If you Twitch, if you do play Matt, whatever you do, go on his Twitter feed, go down the Twitter feed, and look at this $1,500 gaming system that he found. Uh, it's like holographic. It looks amazing. Uh, you said on Twitter, you didn't know if your wife was going to let you get it, man. I think we should all uh, lobby his wife and tweet at her, slide in her DMs to vote, to nag her, to buy you that for Christmas. I thought it was dope. That, that, that could possibly backfire. Yeah. It, oh, oh, it would. It would. <laughs> but I thought it was dope. So, man, tell me you're going to really get that one day, man. One day I will. One, one day. I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna need that because that the, the way it looked, the RAM it had, the freaking oh my god, the the colors that it that that it just showed like just I see it in my living room right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it was amazing. That was amazing. And I'm not even a game. I thought that was amazing. Oh my god, it was beautiful. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do something to get that. Before we before we get started, I gotta ask you, speaking of game and uh you play Madden, right? Yep, Madden and 2K. Those are my two. All right, and you play with Atlanta, am I correct? Got to, man. Got to. What is it impossible to win with our Atlanta Falcons? 
fucking squad or can or are they one of the better teams are they in the middle what is it are they you know just they're not trash one of better teams you stop john playing. just coming see how i tried to be optimistic but john just came in and said <laughs> no before we even we're like a show, we're a show of honesty man <laughs> no man that's it not even on a video <laughs> game come on one of y'all tell me that we can okay hold on now both of y'all play madden with the falcons what's the is there a highlight of our team on a video game yeah, Matt Ryan good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it's decent. Okay. I mean, you know, his scram, you know, his, the speed's not exactly that yeah. good. And then speed if he's, is... he's got to be scrambling because our line yeah. is shit. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It, does, yeah. it doesn't look good. His throw on the run is not there. And so, mm. it, throw on the run is not there. Sorry, Maddie, you need to talk to the creators <laughs> of Madden. <laughs> we didn't do it. We love it, though. Yeah. So, yeah. No, nah, that's all I wanted to know. I just wanted to know if we were yeah. trash on video games as well. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> well, man, before we even get into, like, more Falcons talk, Savia, I want you to tell everybody about your podcast, SBS, and uh, who's on it with you, how'd you guys get started, you know, all, all about it. So the SBS podcast, I mean, I started that with my boys, Avery and Nelson. Shout out to my dogs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, we decided to start the SBS podcast because we wanted to make a safe space for people that they can just be themselves. We wanted to have a community of diverse opinions. And honestly, I, I really just wanted this to be an escape from the madness of the world. You know what I'm saying? Like for us to just kind of sit here, talk about some things and really just be a community of people, whether that's through Twitch, whether that's through podcasting, whether that's on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. We wanted to make people feel comfortable with who they are and make people feel safe um, in, a, in a time where there's not really many safe places. So, um, and I built this with two guys, my boys Avery and Nelson, that I would go to war with any day. I mean, any day. And I know they go to war for me. So it was just, it, it just came together and I mean, we kind of just jumped in. So, you know, it's not exactly all polished and whatever, but I'll tell you one thing, it's it's a lot of fun and we just come, come, come grow with us, come build with us, come let us know what uh what you what, what you want to know. Yeah, First man. of I, all, shout out to Avery and Nelson. So let's yeah. start there. Uh two <laughs> is man, y'all go over there and do have a constructive conversation. I love it. Well, you go over there, um, a whole lot of y'all just get on and and spew your opinion. Um, and you don't get to bounce it off for anybody else and kind of learn. You get a go have a constructive conversation on a topic and you might always learn something. Yeah, man. It's, it's speaking, of, speaking of jumping in, I mean, we did the same thing. I mean, you yeah. know, we just, uh, you know, our first episode, we're kind of like feeling our way through, mm -hmm. you know, doing the intro and everything. And we were like, man, and we thought it came out pretty good, you know, yeah. like decent, you know, and because, yeah. uh, you know, like, you know, Mike and I, like, we've known each other for a while. So, I mean, yeah. you know, like, we're we're comfortable with each other. So we can just kind of flow back and forth because, you know, I'm sure you know, Savion, like, because you can't you couldn't just do this with like any of your friends. Right. Like, yeah. this is you've got to have you got to know that the dudes yeah. or the dude that you're doing it with, like, you know, because there's times like I can look at Mike and he just he knows and he'll start yeah. spewing like saying and vice versa like yeah you know you, the worst thing is like you're you're recording and you're like waiting on somebody to say something yeah. you're staring at him and they're not saying anything i just I, look at you that I've, I've i've i lobbed it to you i need you i need you to dunk it come on yeah exactly exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah so it, you know it's it, it's but you know like i said man I, i've enjoyed it from the first episode you guys had man it's like different topics like i said there's fun topics there's 
uh there's serious topics i mean you, you guys i mean like the so there was a whole episode on social work which i i did not know about mm-hmm. we should get her thing on that one i i I, I think i still have my pad of notes i can't find it right now but i, I had a whole pad of notes that i was just like okay so this is this is what we i went to school today okay mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there was a thing. You know, I'll do the thing on uh, women's history, on Black history. On uh, each one is one of the guys picked a guy, uh, picked a, a figure in Black history, and that mm-hmm. you know this doesn't get talked about a lot, but yeah. just amazing stories. Like I had, you know, I had no idea people should probably you know know about. Um, so I mean, it was uh, yeah, man, I, I've, I've enjoyed it. And then of course last week went into the Will Smith incident along with mm. a few other things. Um, yeah. And oh, and appreciate the shout out on the show last week as well when y'all got into the. Uh, yeah, got into they, they they had they talked about uh, basically you know athletes and ownership and you know is it how that relationship goes you know what I mean so of course Bro, the, I appreciate the, the manscaped shit you did <laughs> that's it Mans- hey man I really appreciated that I I thought that was dope I thought that was dope I really appreciate it buddy oh there's it wasn't no doubt I saw I saw it and they were like that we're looking for a podcast to sponsor and I'm like what better podcast is yeah. there then, then I your falcon mind. I really appreciate it. I, I really thought that was dope, man. I really did. I really do. No problem. Right. So, Mike, I know you got a, uh, before we move, because we haven't talked before about we, the, Yeah, the just Will before Smith we go on, I just got to get Will Smith real quick. I just wanted to say this, uh, uh, that I admire Will Smith as an actor. Uh, I even li- love some of the things he says. I think he's a very uh, mentally strong, positive person. But what Will Smith did at the Oscars, I thought was, just I didn't think that was manly at all I heard so many women that were proud of him and say oh well he stood up for his wife and um I just want to make a few points really quick uh first of all you laughed at the joke so you can't laugh at a joke and then get mad at a joke seconds later because your wife didn't like it you thought it was funny and harmless um two man for Chris uh for Will Smith to go up on stage and smack Chris Rock um, if y'all know, like I know, man, this lady has been on TV. She cheated on this man. She, this lady has claimed being a hoe. She's people have called her a hoe. People have said way worse. Um, she's in a lot of rap songs in a derogatory manner. She's a, a whole lot of radio hosts, uh, have dragged this lady. A lot of people on Twitter, a lot of famous people have said, have made jokes, um, to, a, a whole lot of athletes have made a joke when she was getting, when she was cheating on him with uh, August Alcina. Everybody knew that it was all out. Everybody made really nasty jokes about his wife. That man didn't have any comeback or comment for any of that shit. He never said anything. Uh, so to give me, which I thought was all right, cool, but then keep that same energy with a comedian, Chris Rock. To have that energy for Chris Rock and to not have it for anybody else is sucker shit. I never respected people that uh, were convenient gangsters. Do not get gangster when it's somebody who you can impose on. And when it's a fair match, now you you don't want to do it. See, he couldn't have slapped Rick Ross or a rapper because he'd have got the shit beat out of him. But you feel like you can slap Chris Rock. And I thought um, just as your peer at Oscars to have Denzel, Tyler Perry there, um, to have Jay-Z there, and uh, Chris Rock, all y'all dressed up nice. This was a black excellence moment. You, you was gonna win an award. It was your first one. Chris Rock was the, was the host. For you to ruin that um, for a joke that I don't even think Chris Rock made about a disease. When that man got slapped, the first thing he said was, um, oh, I didn't even know. Uh, no, he said, um, 
it was a GI Jane joke, which told me like, I was making a haircut joke. I just see she shaved her hair low. So I was poking fun of that. I don't think Chris Rock would have made a joke if he knew that lady had a disease. Um, but I don't know. I just don't think he would have done that. It was a haircut joke. Um, and for you to get mad at that and go on stage and hit him, I thought it was way too far. And then I want to say something else to go up on stage and hit him, slap a man in his face and it's unexpected. And the worst thing he do is take one step back and then laugh. I, man, I will call you a name, but I think you called it yourself by slapping <laughs> instead of swinging a punch. Like, I don't know what you, you, and then you walked off like you was bad. You slapped the person to slap your peer. Uh, I think you handle that off screen, even if you offended, you handle that off screen backstage. So the ceremony is still classy. Everybody's dressed up. It was a big night for everybody. And I think uh, you cheapened it and you made it about yourself. Then to make an apology to the Academy, did you slap the Academy? If, if you slap me and you apologize to the to, to the Out of Your Falcon Mind podcast, I'm probably gonna fuck you up because that's not genuine. <laughs> Tell you slapped me. You didn't slap John or the logo or the Matt Ryan jersey or the or the or the um or like iTunes. You slapped me. Get on stage in front of everybody. Like you slapped him in front of everybody. Record a video apologizing to that man personally. For you not to do that, I have no more respect for you. Love you as an actor, but I have no more respect for you uh, picking and choosing. If you, if I'm, I stand on principle. So whoever violates the principle, I'm reacting to. I don't stand on, if he's a big dude, I'm peaceful. If it's a little man, now I'm Tupac. Don't do that shit. I don't like it. But that was all I wanted. I love Will Smith and Chris Rock, but I just think that uh, it was embarrassing as a race almost. And I would, to watch my two guys go up, these dudes are like two of the most, classy giants we talented dudes we got and to be on stage rumbling in any kind at the oscars it wasn't the source awards it wasn't the vibe awards which you thought this was man that it was the oscars jay-z and beyonce was there like just, come on man uh zendaya was there you don't slap nobody in front of zendaya you don't slap nobody in front of beyonce yeah, see, you don't slap nobody in front of Beyonce, bro. This is black royalty here. All of them are dressed nice. Denzel was there. This is, uh, it, it means something, it should mean something to y'all. And it should, it's, I thought it was classy. Man, I thought it was a classy event. I thought everybody was dressed nice. I don't know why he had to take it there. But Savion said he has a unique perspective on this topic as well. So I'm dying to hear it, buddy. So, one of my, uh, so I went to my barber the other day and I wanted to get his uh, viewpoint on it because number one, this guy is one of the smartest guys I've ever heard before in my life. He's, um, he's, he's said he's read the entire Bible and read the uh, Quran all the way through. I mean, it was, it's, it's ridiculous the knowledge this guy has, but um, I talked to him and he was like, yeah, um, I mean, just seeing, I mean, I just feel like, you know, we, we just, it was just not a bad, it was just not a good look for black people. And I'm just, I'm like, I, it, it was, if there was a, a guy slapped another guy, it's not, not that big of a deal. It, 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 I mean, yeah, it happened at the Oscars, but it's not that big of a deal. And I didn't realize that I had the privilege of saying that it's not that big of a deal because somebody like him who grew up with uh, Chris Rock and Will Smith as heroes, as role models. I mean, both of them, um, both of them went into mainstream media 
and showed, hey, we can do this too, you know? And it was just like, seeing though, seeing Will Smith slap Chris Rock to him, he said was like, I mean, it was like seeing two heroes fight each other over something that was so minuscule, something so small. And it was just like, it, it almost felt like a slap in the face to him. And I was just like, wow, that is, that is not something that I even thought about, mm-hmm. you know? I, I just really wanted to give a shout out to uh to uh, my barber. Uh, his name is Dale, and he he absolutely he 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 gave me a really good way to think about that, and I really appreciate uh, his uh, his line of thinking. Shout out to Dale the barber. <laughs> well, well, dude, Mike, you know I, I didn't even think um, to be honest with you, like this whole time, like I'd ever thought about. It. I kind of thought of, like Savion, like it's just two dudes, mm-hmm. like the red, the, the, the black. Mm-hmm. I never, I never even considered that that mm-hmm. aspect of it yeah you know and then i mean maybe it's just the way that i'm wired yeah you know, i mean of course there's going to be that sect of white people that are like yeah see yeah you you can't i mean you can't invite them anywhere can't take them anywhere look this <laughs> shit just keeps happening yeah you know i mean and, you know and those people are idiots you know so yeah. that's yeah but, i mean but there true? there is of course that that aspect but i never even thought of it like that but yeah i mean that's yeah. I mean, I can see that. I can see it, though. I mean, just because and the reason why I say that is. uh, Very few, very few of those people are qualified to set the example for us. Mm-hmm. So when one of those few people do that shit. All we got is rappers and 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 everybody who just look like me. So when you up there conduct your like you, what we aspire to be you to don't everybody look like me and everybody rap and they shoot a basketball man y'all are the few that are that even in uh conduct of your personal character of your personal self we admire y'all and we respect y'all and and y'all they was they black black royalty so to do that it would be it was just embarrassing you was it was like watching your grandfather slap your grand your like your other grandfather's like it's like you taking the back, like y- y'all supposed to be past this. This is for us to do, or this this is what's for us to be ignorant. But mm-hmm. y'all are supposed to be setting an example for us. Y'all shouldn't be, y'all are supposed to handle that privately. And I thought they didn't. I love Chris Rock and Will Smith, but that was embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, and uh, I mean, that, 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 I guess there's two, I guess, positive things that came out of it. The memes, number one, were hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, God hilarious yeah and two chris rock's uh stand-up is like going through, through the roof, roof. yeah because yeah. everybody yeah. wants to go hear you know him talk about it, you know so. so and i got one thing for will smith please i'm gonna ask you will smith if you're slapping people slap off the blank just one good time i love him just he old so so not hard but you didn't hit chris rock hard he only took a step back and laughed you should be ashamed of yourself so you need to hit 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 arthur the same way for how he handled matt yeah, that's all I need you to do. And I ain't know you were slapping people. I got a few people if you need, if you slapping people, but yeah. You send those over. Just uh, pop Arthur Blank one time for me. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, <clears throat> All right, so Will Smith, Chris Rock, y'all make up. Yeah. Don't be assholes. Um, let's talk Falcons. Let's get there. So save y'all, man. So there. you are from Jacksonville, Florida, my man, right? Duval, yes, sir. All right, so explain to everybody how you became a Falcons fan, why you became a Falcons fan, and how the hell or why the hell you c- continue to do so through the years. 
He had to opt. Now, before you begin. That, that may not be an answerable question. That, that may be just. And before you begin, the man had the option of being a Miami Dolphin fan. Ooh, all the beach. Yeah. The stadium is amazing, right? The Jacksonville Jaguars fan, right? He could have, you know, he could be a Miami. He could just not like football and be a Miami Heat fan. This man chose voluntarily without. He wasn't under the rest. No gun. Wasn't no hostage situation voluntarily picked the Atlanta Falcons. So we got to hear the story. How did that happen? So the, the person that is in charge of, uh, of what, 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 what is, um, what I can only call uh, helplessness at this point is uh, Michael Vick. Michael Vick brought a form of football that I just was not accustomed to seeing. <laughs> Somebody explosive in that just exciting to watch every single week. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Of course, at the time, I was too young to understand that, you know, he was, you know, not very fond of the people of Atlanta at the time. All yeah. I saw was the on-field stuff, and the on-field stuff was wait. crap. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, wait, so, so wait, how old were you? Let me see. Born in 1996, that was about 2004. I have to say nine or ten. To watch a Michael Vick. Yeah. Well, Michael Vick, and I mean watching him, uh, Warwick Dunn, and I think, um, oh, and uh, Algie Crumpler. Loved yeah. Algie. Algie Crumpler. <laughs> Shout out Algie Crumpler. First person I, to say that on the show. I love him. Oh, my God. I loved Algie Crumpler. But, um, yeah, I, I loved watching that offense, and it was just ridiculous to watch. And I was like, wow. Plus that red and black, you can't go wrong with that you red and black. can't go wrong. The baddest jersey. I always say the baddest jersey in the land. The, uh, the meanest jersey, man. But, um, yeah, yeah um, why I'm a Falcons fan now? I don't know. Hmm. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. No idea. <laughs> I feel like uh, there was a thing. There was a thing that I just read about. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. I think it was something like such and such helplessness. I can't remember what it's called. But like learned helplessness. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. A dog is sitting there, or like an animal is sitting there, and he keeps getting shocked over and over again, and there's nothing that he can do. <laughs> when even when he's out of that environment, he just feels like he just takes the pain. Like you know, whatever. I, I just I just live with it. That's how I feel at this point. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tell you what's funny. I just thought if we switch from rise up to learned helplessness, <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> and everybody just mildly clap, very slow clap. Yay. Yeah, <laughs> learn. Yeah, right. Yeah, go. Yeah, that, that is hilarious. Man, I love it, man. I, I love never, it. Yeah. So, I, and, I and he stayed loyal. See, I see. This is the Falcon fan I like. Uh, we got a lot of Falcon fans when we was in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And they since gone. And, and that's how people root for teams now. They, you know, if you want a good team to be a Falcon fan, you got to be a real Falcon fan because we rarely get to the playoffs and we rarely win. So that is uh well, until Matt. For that. Yeah? Until, until, until Matt. Until Matty Ice came and then yeah. Matt turned it around. And the people of Atlanta, you dirty motherfucker. <laughs> I won't. I'll leave that for another fucking um, I'll be mad about which, that. By the way, oh. before before I yeah. get onto the poll, we did. Yeah, dude, we we've got a lot of love for that farewell, Matty Ice. Uh, I episode. love it. So yeah, yeah, yeah we I've got a, I've had a few messages, and like I actually I'm gonna read an email in a second too. So uh, if y'all haven't heard the farewell, Matty Ice, go back. This is this episode yeah. 37. Give it a listen. So, um, but yeah, I did do a poll on Twitter just just to find out. Just curious, you know, how 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 people became fans. So. One uh, option was born into it. One option was picked as a kid. One option was a certain player or the other one was other. And please explain yourself for this one. So 
we had 46 votes and 48% was picked as a kid. Yeah. So still young enough to not know what you're really doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> and then we had born into it 9%, a certain player was 33%. And then the other man, we had some hilarious. So uh, just going through some of the responses, uh, Dion was about two or three of them, at least. Told you. That yeah. was mine. I know. Yeah. And, um, and then we had, of course, Savion said Mike Vick. Um, yeah. So dude, John Snelling says, for me, it was, it was the first NFL game I ever went to which was the which I went was the Falcons versus the Packers in the NFC Championship game. Now, what a hell of a first game! That was a hell of a yeah. yeah, yeah. And he said, "I've been a Falcons fan ever since." So, I mean, I guess that, that was maybe the best game we've had in the last twenty years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just and I, and shout out whoever took you to that game. That was a <laughs> hell of a gift. Shit. Yeah. For your first game. Mm-hmm. And then we had. Uh, Colin Butler said, picked it as a kid and it was the worst decision of my life. And I am putting, taking back the girl that cheated on me into that consideration. Goodness Christ. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> hilarious. That's a good one. I love wow. it. Yeah. 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 And then our, our boy, our buddy, uh, Ski Shepard, uh, put the Falcons demolishing the Seahawks in the playoffs. 2017 was my first football game that he ever watched and watching was uh, watching that with my friends got me into football and the Falcons it was also a good game. Yeah. He's uh, hilarious. Y'all got to go over there and check his Twitter out. It's hilarious. Yeah. He did say I was kind of lucky. I didn't see the Super Bowl. Um, Ooh. That's it. That's yeah. 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 Very yeah. lucky on that one. Yeah. Um, and this dude says uh, my brother got pissed when I beat him with the Falcons and Madden when they were like 68 overall in 2010. <laughs> this is a uh, Cole Barkley. Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. So, That's a good so, one. Yeah, so it became a running joke until I knew the whole roster front to back and on the jersey. Damn, that's a good one. That's <laughs> I love that one, yeah. Yep. And then uh, our buddy Falcons Corner, which, by the way, had no idea he's from Ireland. He writes a blog on the Falcons online oh, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. man. Wow. Damn. Yeah. I had no clue. Yeah. That's crazy. So he, he said 2011 a season. I'm from Ireland. So we'd only get uh Sunday night foot Sunday night game on terrestrial TV. They'd show highlights of all the other games at the half at, at halftime Falcons at Colts, Julio Jones caught my eye and I chose the Falcons. He scored two brilliant touchdowns. Didn't know anything about the team other than that. I love it. Damn. These are good. Yeah. And I mean, I, Ireland, shit. I mean yeah. Julio. Julio. Like, I mean, I, I, it's funny. I, so I, I listened to sports talk here in Atlanta. And I, remember, I remember driving around when Julio was a senior in high school and one of the sports guys talking about like, man, there's this kid who's committed to Alabama mm -hmm. and he's just a different dude. He goes, yeah. and he goes, and he goes, I've seen him. He's like in high school. He's like a man amongst boys. Y'all going to wait to see him in Alabama. And I was excited because of course me being an Alabama fan, I'm like, damn, I can't wait, you know? So, mm -hmm. and Man, he wasn't lying, man. He, 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 Alabama, he was a beast. And then you just look at him and when he was healthy at his prime with Atlanta. Uh, maybe, man, man, arguably top three, top two ever to do it. And I'm dreaming of him going to the Colts. Just one last time I want to see it. Even for one, uh, just I feel like he'd be good over there. They, their chemistry is unmatched. I would love to see it. And I want them to have every record. Uh, Steve Young and Jerry Rice got right now. I want the records, and I want Peyton Manning and Marvin to go. I want Julio and Matt to be the number one ever. So go to Indiana, Julio. I would love to see it. His prime has to be. I mean, his prime was elongated for so long. Yes. I think that 
why he's he's so revered in Atlanta because he he was just so dominant at the receiver position mm-hmm. for so long. Like he was from eleven from eleven to I want to say nineteen. He basically That's kept a the long time in production the basically the entire time. That's disgusting. Man, they was uh I was watching the NFL Network one time. And, and they got the top 10 corners in the NFL and they was interviewing, they was all in the same room. And they asked them all like, who would y'all say is the most difficult person to cover? In unison. I'm talking about when it was Sherman, when all them dudes was like, oh, Julio Jones. I mean, it was nobody. And I love AB and Fitzgerald and they all said Julio Jones because I don't think anybody was that big, that fast and that strong. When when he would get loose, it looked like a wild horse was loose. (laughs) When he was running, it looked like somebody, like a wild horse was running. Man, I'd have made a business decision and got out of that man way. I'd act like I tripped over my cleat. Man, I mean, outside of uh, Calvin Johnson, right? You you never seen a receiver, like you said. You've never seen it. That strong and that fast. And, I mean, we had uh, – I was listening to the the Matt Ryan interview. So Matt Ryan sat in with the um, 680, the fan crew, for a whole hour uh, last week. And they just, you know, and yeah. Brian, Brian Fennerin's on that show. So, you know, of course, yeah. that's his boy. So he's going to on the yeah. show. Um, and they got to talk about it. And they asked him, you know, like, you know, what uh, what do you think the issue was in the right? Like, you know, y'all, y'all didn't have more touchdowns, you know, because there was always kind of the knock on, you know, so we, we didn't, yeah. you know, Julio didn't get as many touchdowns with Matt as he could have possibly. And Matt just said, you know, he's like, he said, honestly, he goes, after that first season, they teams played us different like he it didn't do any good for us to watch film on the defense because they were going to play Julio different he's like mm-hmm. you know it's basically in the red zone like there's two sometimes three guys bracketing him in the red zone and he was yeah. like you know and, and there's times you know we look at at film after the game it's like oh shit well Julio was open right there yeah but because you know just playing the, just playing ball and just playing the game like you know you're looking through your check downs you know or you or you see like Matt would think okay I see the coverage I see them shading over so like he's already going to be looking elsewhere before mm-hmm. you know already right. he won't even right um he's the most doubled player who's ever played in the nfl he's been doubled more times than any receiver that's ever played the sport um so you so you think about a lot of that stuff he was doing he was he was doing on two people think about Definitely. that and he's the only one who don't see i think that you saw um you saw antonio brown in single i think you see metcalf in single you see um, a lot of people in single, you would never see Julio, maybe now, but you would have mm-hmm. never caught nobody in single coverage with Julio Jones. That wasn't happening. It was going to be a touchdown. That's right. I mean, he has such a way to, to separate from, yeah. I mean, but two people, like whether that's, whether that's splitting between a safety and a corner or, or just whatever he had, a, he had such a special, like I think a specialized route tree to where he could like really you got call- it with whatever route was being run it just it I would I, honestly I would have really liked to see him in, in a in a system that you know really like like Shanahan's where he was mm-hmm. able just kind of like Shanahan was able to really make Julio be who like let Julio yeah. be who. so it was just seeing I mean I really wish I would have seen more of what Shanahan and Ryan could have done me too I, man but really wish they wouldn't have just like let that go you yeah. know but he had to be so, a head, but I so I understand. Yeah. It's so, something. I got a question for you, Savion. Okay, <laughs> so this is, uh, so this is your fantasy question, right? Okay. Um, if you um, 
all the Falcons you ever seen play from when you first started watching Michael Vick. You mm-hmm. can pick any player you ever seen, uh, but he can't be playing now, right? Okay. And now, you know all the holes. You know the team we had last year. You know it got plenty of holes in it. Uh, if you could pick one player from Falcons past to bring in for one year at the peak of his talent. So if it was Vic, it was the year he was best. If it was if it was Dion, it was the year he was best. Whoever you want, it's them. If it was Algie Crumpler, it's his best year. If to specifically help us next year with our new team, what old Falcon do you bring? I can, I'm gonna tell you, I'm already gonna like this answer because he's really thinking about. I can see he's really thinking about. Why? Why? While he like while he's thinking, um, yeah. when he was talking about Shanahan, man, yeah, and like in that offense, putting Julio in the slot was the most disgusting thing because you were gonna have to. <laughs> what are you what gonna do? Could you that? do? Yeah. What could you do? Yeah. I'm thinking either, and I. I mean, I'm 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 kind of cheating here because it's not when I was when I was watching it, but I but I but it's, it's fine. I'm thinking either Tuggle or Abraham. Ooh, who? Either Jesse Tuggle or John Abraham. One of those two. Damn. Jesse Tuggle. You the first one to say Jesse Tuggle. Somebody else said John. Now why uh Tuggle Abraham for next year? I mean, this defense, but I mean both of those positions, I mean, we need we we have holes in it. So yeah. I mean whether that's whether that's Abraham that's coming off the edge or I mean Tuggle that's able to literally revitalize the defense like we need it. Like mm-hmm. we this this entire defensive front needs a revitalization. So yeah. It's one of those two. I love it. I, yeah. I do like that. Jesse yeah, Tuggle John. I would yeah, Tuggle was my man. You can't go wrong with it. That's my first yeah. jersey. Yeah, that was my first jersey. Tuggle was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a mean. He was had the spirit I like that I say we need the mean try to knock your head off. That's what we miss. Smart and too, I, leadership. Yeah. Also think that he would that he would work well. I mean, heck, I mean he would work well in a, a DMP's um DMP's uh, system too. Yeah, so. dude, man, he's he's DMP's ideal middle yeah, Ideal. Yep. That's a good point. That's a great yeah. point. Say that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Well, I guess I mean I already kind of know your your thoughts on this, Savion, just by uh, by Twitter and a, a few of the things that we talked about. So um, the whole Matt Deshaun debacle that went down, man. So uh, we kind of, well, I mean, we we literally thought the same thing initially, and it kind of, you know, I don't I don't think I I didn't change much from it, really, based on stuff that I heard. I mean, now it's hilarious <laughs> now because I don't know if y'all saw Deshaun posting his uh, picture of his. Browns jerseys, the yeah. all the different Browns jerseys. Yeah. I didn't see it. Okay. Well, he posted a picture of like all the different versions of his Browns jersey. In the yeah. background, there's a custom Falcons jersey laying on like a table. In the fool's ball. In the fool's ball table. Yep. Crumpled up in the fool's yep. ball. Oh. So we'll get into that in a second. But yeah, that that means to me like I mean, not just this, but I mean, I know you can get a custom jersey, but like it, it was more than just exploring the opportunity from yeah. what the management said, but whatever. Savion, you, you, you go, buddy. So with the whole thing with that, number one, it was much more than, than an exploratory thing. If Watson said that he wants to be a Falcon and we could have made it happen, he was going to be a Falcon. I can, I 100% think that. But also with that, would believe me if I told you that I'm still 
have mixed feelings about it because I just, I can't, I can't shake the moral part of it because I mean, I have a sister. <laughs> I have a sister. I have a wife. I have a mother. I have honestly, and I have a little baby girl on the way and I'm, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable being, you know, okay with a guy with that much smoke of, around his name, you know, especially when it comes to some sexual assault. It's a, it's a lot. But at the same time, I also look at it from the business standpoint, and it's like it's an asset that is very good for your product, what you need, what you need. And yes, you may get some blowback, but at the same time, it's an asset that you can build around for years to come. Mm-hmm. And so from that standpoint of it, from it, and I think I've said it to um to a couple guys on Twitter, from that standpoint of it, from a pure on the field business standpoint of it, I completely understand. I mean, you go you go after that guy. But you can't, but if you do, you have to be able to <laughs> to to eat the consequences that come with that. And those consequences are some people will be completely against and stop supporting your organization and mm-hmm. that you have to eat doing this whole runaround saying, Oh, you know, it's an exploratory, you know, if, if, if we, if he would have said, yes, we would have had to go deeper into it. No, you wouldn't have. There's no point in feeding fans that, that nonsense, because no, you wouldn't have, there's nothing that, there's nothing that tells me that you were going to. Right. Right. And he I mean, you gonna... go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I was just saying, yeah, he was going to make a, I mean, he was going to make a decision like that weekend. Right. Yeah. So like what more, and I'll, and before I even go on, I'll just say they, they, Arthur Blank spoke um, about it and they asked him, he just kind of doubled down. I'm on dying basically. to hear this shit. I haven't heard this yet. Well, All I'm right. dying to hear this. Okay. So mm-hmm. this is, this is straight. This is from the Atlanta Falcons uh, website. And um, he said, we did enough at that point from a legal perspective to feel like uh, a conversation with him was worthwhile doing one uh, the criminal cases was not pursued by the grand jury. The second one was a little later. We were comfortable with that, but we had a lot more questions if we were going to go down that pot, down that path and follow it super seriously. No, you didn't. Because again, there was a timeline there and the, the, the Houston had already said they weren't going to talk to anybody unless the deal was already, they had already approved. They had to approve the deal first before they would speak to anybody. So no, there was already, you'd already talked to them about their compensation. That was already done. I mean, so mm-hmm. anyway, I'll continue. The level of pursuit that we had in the, explore, in the exploratory stage was the right thing to do. If it made sense to go further than that, there would have been more, much more intensive process. The Falcons only had the one meeting with Watson, who ultimately waived his no-trade clause to allow Houston Texans to send him to Cleveland. Uh, the Browns had received criticism for Watson acquisition, considering the off-field issues he's still facing. Uh, Blank said he remains comfortable with the Falcons' preliminary exploration of Watson and made a clear point to say more work would have required, been required before possibly acquiring him. The word explore is the key word, Blank said. We matched the amount of work we're doing to the word exploring. It wasn't more than that. It wasn't, it wasn't less than that. It was the commitment we made. We had the interview with him, and that was the last of it. The issues surrounding Watson and are an area of concern. I don't know what the truth is. I know what Deshaun says, but I also know there are 22 allegations out there and that's a very significant, serious subject. 
So, yeah, I think our job is to pursue opportunities, Blank said, in response to a question about how the Falcons' exploration was perceived in this case. I think our job is to pursue opportunities in response. Uh, sorry, I already read that part. Uh, in this case, professionally, we knew he could play at a high level. We had an experience with him. We had our him on our first had him at our facility for four years as a ball boy, developed a great relationship with Matt Ryan and with others in the work that he had. We had, we had that as a frame of reference, which was a little bit different. To get to the point, the interview was comfortable commitment for us. What would have happened if we had gone further? I'm not sure. End of quotes. That was, uh, uh, he should be a congressman. <laughs> when, you can do that shit, when you can do that shit, when you can talk around something for that extensively and you try to confuse something very simple, uh, you, you had a good girl. You tried to swap her for a stripper and you missed. And then you try to go back home and then the good girl didn't want you either. Now you don't have the stripper or the good girl. And you're trying to tell the public, I wasn't really going to get the stripper. I mean, I was talking. I think we had one conversation. I wasn't really going to leave my wife for the stripper. You was going to leave your wife for the stripper. We all know you was. We saw you doing it. Don't we have eyes. We saw what y'all was doing, man. Don't for him to come back now is just trying to save a little bit of like, I wasn't sure we were thinking about it. You were sure. Yeah. And, and what's, what's, it was crazy too. So like the way I was justifying, and I, I wasn't really justifying at all, but the way I was thinking in my head, Mike, when we talked about it originally was, mm -hmm. so if he did get traded uh, or he, if he get went to us, how much we were going to give up was going to be crazy. Right. Because the yeah, Browns right. gave up a shit ton. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, my God, we already got like, the whole the, the we, we we're in the titanic right now the shit's mm -hmm. i mean we already hit icebergs and it's sinking bad so we gotta have players everywhere so we're fixing to give away a bunch of the picks but i thought to myself you know what we might comp you know a, a second round with for a couple of second rounds with matt yeah. maybe a third do we end up getting a third round pick from matt so what we would have possibly traded god knows how many picks and gave how god knows how much guaranteed money to deshaun for a third round pick that we got from Matt, that makes botched. it even worse. Botched, to say the least. But y'all, uh, the cost had all the leverage. Now we know he want to leave. We know he don't want to play for y'all. I, I will give you a box of pop tarts, uh, and like a. Don't you remember um, an iPod? It's not iPhone. iPod and a box of pop tarts and a third round pick, and they took it because you don't have any more left. We know he don't want to play for y'all now. We know I, I, he want to come specifically here. So why would we give you anything for it? We now, we know that you're desperate and they botched that on all sides. That was, I, I love uh, Arthur Blank, but I'm surprised he allowed that the, to go on. The, the level of stupidity that they must think the fans have. Like, I, I, like so that's what I said in the last episode. Just be honest, man. Just, yeah. just say, look, we, we, we talked to him. It didn't work. At, you know, hindsight was probably not a good decision with everything going around him. Just say that. We fucked up and we're going to move on. You know what? Let's put it behind us. Mike, Mike, was it at least, was it at least an iPod touch? Or was it the iPod show? No, it, it was the first iPod. It, it wasn't <laughs> iPod touch. See, that's the thing. You didn't get anything. It wasn't. It's so I'm just like to, and, and I say this again, uh, that really burned the fan base because uh, of the character of the people you were trying to swap. Mm -hmm. The skill set was clear in Deshaun Watson, I mean, you cannot argue with that. If we had the money, that was clearly the best move. Uh, I even, I see you have to do that if you got to take the chance, but 
Um, the quarterback, again, is the face of the franchise. That's who the kids want to be like. That's who goes to speak to the children. Uh, that's who the team follows. That's the face of your organization. That's who speaks at events. Uh, Matt Ryan is the goat of that. And to swap him, again, you, you were about to put a stripper in front of the, you know, right. and, and now and let everybody follow the stripper. So it's like that dude, again, I hope that dude get all that straight. I hope he didn't do none of that. But 23 allegations is too much to but be hey, the face of a franchise. But look, how, how on a personal level, so how, why do you see 40 different massage therapists? There's yeah, because you would pick one. I got one chiropractor because I got, I got one place I go for massages. Right. Right. And you're not a professional athlete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You are a civilian. I mean, you know, football, but you're not a professional athlete. You don't you, you your body isn't what's making you money. So yeah. you're sitting. So what that tells me is that you're trusting 40 different people to to, you know, do what you like, you know, do your uh, massages and, you know, get you ready for game day or whatever you're getting massages for. Um like I said, where there's smoke, there's usually fire. I don't know what the fire is. I don't know how much fire there is. Mm -hmm. That there was a shit ton of smoke. Yeah. There's a lot of smoke. Yeah. So I'm I'm and to go off of your uh, stripper analogy, it's not and and this is this is just how I see it. In my opinion, it's not about the fact that we we even wanted to go back home to the mm -hmm. to our wives. I mm -hmm. really that uh, Fontenot and Smith were just like. You know, I'm tired. You know, I'm 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 I'm, I'm tired of how of how I'm feeling every day when I come home. And they found a nice looking stripper, and the stripper burned them. I agree and, with that. And and I don't even and and I don't think they were able to even go back to the wife. Yeah, <laughs> you so. couldn't even go back. You knew you couldn't go back, so you just kept going forward. You just stayed out. So no, no yeah, the wife already said out. No, there she said no. Yeah. I went out. She said, if you go to the strip club, I'm leaving. Yeah, and she said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick the guy. Yeah, so yep. like, yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to pick I want. It's the guy I have my eye on the whole time. <laughs> and she went right there to him, and they're going to live. And if you see them get married and get a ring, hmm. you're going to be sick to your stomach. Damn. <laughs> because I am. And, and I'm just an observer. Uh, I'll be so happy. I want Matt Ryan to get a ring so bad just to shut everybody up to say he need one. But for me, Matt Ryan don't need to do nothing else. I, Matt Ryan is solid with me. That's the GOAT to me. I loved it. I love you, buddy. I have nothing to say bad against Matt Ryan. Just a side note, hearing that the Indianapolis Colts are the are the dude that you, that she told you not to worry about is by far the most hilarious thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, no, he's, he's so nice. No, he don't even look at me like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But right over there, right over there. Mm -hmm. uh, her, but you gotta. Um, she's earned the right to pick when you did what you did. Yep. You gave her that freedom to pick. So uh, I just wish to do the best. That I'm. Mean, I'm not lying. That I think about that shit every day. Like a girlfriend that left me. I think about him once a day. I love Matt Ryan, bro. It, it's, it's probably the. Only, I bet Matt. It's probably the only time Matt's ever been compared to like a loyal wife. Yeah, right. Yeah. So tag Sarah Ryan in the joint. <laughs> yeah. We love you, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. So outside of uh outside of that whole 
mess, man. What do you, what do you make of Arthur and, and Terry so far, just from start to finish? Like, I know, you know, we're still early on and, you know, I mean, you, you look on Twitter, you see fire them now. Yes. You see, uh, or you see like, nah, they're doing a great job with what they got. So like, where, where are you at? First of all, this fan base is in shit. I don't know. I, we, we could look at the sky and one side will say it's green and the other will say it's blue. 100%. Like, yes. it, it is truly remarkable how in shambles this fan base is. But I digress. Um, honestly, I think that even though I, I again, I struggle with it, but it shows I, I struggle with the Deshaun Watson thing. I, just, I struggle with every with um with some of these moves just as a whole, like getting rid of Matt Ryan, that's bold. But that lets me know that Terry Fontenot is not afraid to do what needs to, what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. So, and there's a, and there's a, another side to that. It's like, okay, you also said that we could have our cake and eat it too. And this cake sucks. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. what, but what are we eating? What, what are we trying to eat here? So I think now we, I think he's finally able to say, yeah, we're rebuilding and we're looking towards the future to infinity and beyond because um, going into win now mode and then, and this is something that I've seen on Twitter from a couple of guys that I follow. I can't even, I can't remember who they were. I, I, it sucks. I really want to give them their props, but um, going into quote unquote win now mode and getting somebody like Jalen Mayfield and uh, Richie Grant, guys that are clearly developmental players. Um, that's you're, you're saying one thing and you're doing another. That's one thing mm -hmm. I don't, that's what I don't like. And I'm as far as Arthur Smith's doing what he can with what he has. I think that Arthur Smith is a smart guy that's, able to, that's able, that's able to win. I don't know if he's able to win at the highest level. That part I have to, that part I have to see, of course, but I do think that he is at least on the right track to be able to be a good coach for the, um, for the Falcons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think to get seven wins out of that squad last year, I mean, I know it's been said, but I mean, I mean, that, that was, that was pretty good. I mean, and, and, you know, we probably should have won that Washington game, you know, just yeah. how he, how he managed it at the end. Yeah. But I also think, you know, a first year head coach is going to have those learning moments too. Yeah. I mean, he was growing with the team. Man. Right. So I mean, he's gonna he's gonna make mistakes too. So I mean, and nobody was expecting the playoff run or anything like that. I mean, that the fact that we were still in it, that we were still talking about it that mm -hmm. late in the season was like shocking to us. Like we kept talking about it on the show because it was mathematically possible, you know. But I mean, other than that, I mean, it's it's crazy. But I mean, this year I don't I have no idea what to expect this year. I mean, you got Mariota, you got I mean, we'll get to the free agent signings. I mean, like they've kind of went on a I mean, I guess you could say a mini shopping spree, but they kind of went to like you know. TJ Maxx, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, these guys, these guys could turn out to be, you know, you know, you never know. But I mean, yeah. like, you know, they going back. I mean, the good, the good thing is, you know, they did resign Isaiah Oliver for one year, which I thought was a no brainer. Yeah. Um, because he before he got hurt last year, he looked like he was kind of coming yeah. into his own, you know. Um, so yeah, they signed running back Damian Williams to a one year deal from um Chicago. Of course, the Casey Hayward signing we already talked about. Um, they signed, of course, CP back. We talked about that. Uh, they got Lorenzo Carter coming back home for a one-year deal, which I thought, like we talked about a little bit on the last show, like his last four or five games last year, he really, yeah. like, kind of came around. Like, he, you know, mm -hmm. he, he he came off an Achilles injury and it looked like halfway through the season 
he was starting to like, you know, become his old self. So, I mean, hopefully he'll be able to, uh, to show out they assigned Eric Harris again to one year deal at safety, which mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm all right with that. He, he's a, yeah. he's a, he's a good, uh, he's a good veteran to have back there. And I mean, he's not gonna, he's gonna piss you off on the field, but some, some of the stuff's gonna, you know, get, get on your it's, nerves, mm. but you know, um, and then we signed a few different receivers. So we signed, uh, Codrell Hodge to one year contract, of course, Mariota, and then wide receiver Alden Tate, uh, which I did really, I like that deal a lot. That dude's a big dude. And, you know, he didn't have a ton of opportunities in Cincinnati, but big hands can catch. I mean, he might, you know, just by lack of anybody else, he may have a really good, a really yeah. good season. And depending on who we draft, I mean, if we, 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 if we go draft a wide receiver one, like somebody like a Pickens or Garrett Wilson or who knows, you know, mm-hmm. then, I mean, it'd be a good fit. And then uh, we signed Quadra Allison to one more year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dean Marlowe, which I thought was a pretty decent signing as well um at uh, a one-year deal so i mean you know they're making they're doing what they can i thought they're you know those picks are not i don't of course we know we're working with so we're not going to go out there and make Mm -hmm. i'd love to have tyler matthew but i knew that wasn't going to happen yeah so i mean it's it's gonna be hard to get people here uh with this going on but uh i'm excited for those young players uh to see the second year and i'm excited Mm -hmm. to see um since it happened matt ryan was my main thing i didn't want to have happen but after that now I'm just excited to see who we draft and see because what you're looking at is the foundation for the new Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, and if, so if I'm we, certainly if we, excited, right? And if we do draft a quarterback this year that we do think is going to be our our next guy, then mm-hmm. I think we're probably looking at Mariota as a one year kind of thing, yeah. which is I'm okay with. But I, I do think that we get Mariota at a good time because he's coming off two years in Vegas where he's barely played which is i guess mm-hmm. good and bad but he's healthy mm-hmm. and he's got a year to prove himself to the league to say look i can still play like i yeah. can still be a productive winning quarterback i can go get me i mean he's gonna go out there and try to get himself another contract yeah so i mean he can use and I'm, I'm cool with that if he's gonna come here and show out and you know and and mike you and i talked about it a lot was we really wanted matt to be around when we drafted somebody just to have matt for a year for a year to see how to be to a professional you. and just see how to you know, all the work that he put in, but I mean, obviously you take a step back with Mariota, but I do like the fact that Mariota has been really good. He's been really bad. He's been cut. He's been, you know I mean? Like he's seen it all as well. Like he is a veteran that he can share his experiences with whoever we're going to draft. So it's not like we're going to just miss out completely on, on kind of molding a guy, Mm -hmm. you know, because I do think Mariota's a smart kid. I think he's, you know, I mean, I think he'll help out whoever he's, I don't think he's going to be that guy who's like, no, I don't even. I, yeah. I view him like he's like a hot pocket. No, I wouldn't. You know, I'm hungry, but <laughs> I'll eat it. <laughs> but <laughs> man, I wouldn't pick. A, I'm not craving. I'm not. I didn't wake up like you know what would be amazing. Like no, he's like a hot pocket. <laughs> he pretty. He okay, man. You know, uh, y'all not on that man. Uh, Liam picked out. Not did y'all have this when y'all were kids? The little pizza rolls. Yeah, those are good, those? man. Savion, you ever had that? Yeah. Man. Like pizza rolls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't had them since I was a kid. But Liam just happened to see them the other day in the in the uh, in the freezer aisle. Good. I was like, dude, yes, we're getting those. Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah. No, nah, those are pretty good. But oh, that's all he is. The hot pocket thing just made me think of that. Sorry. Man, I I think he'd be good for one year as a place filler. Um, I would have loved my main thing was I, I wanted Matt to do what Brett Favre did to Aaron Rodgers. 
that's a tremendous value when it's Matt Ryan. You got years of a veteran, 14 years of reading coverages, of knowing how to conduct yourself. I wanted him to smoothly hand that to somebody. Um, I don't, so we're going to have to start from the bottom because I don't know that, uh, man, Marcus could help him be something, but, you know, it's a hot pocket trying to teach you how to be a steak. Uh, you can't do that because you've never been a steak. So I, I trust him to just be a, a good place filler, but I'm so excited for the draft at eight. I, so I have to ask y'all, now I don't watch college. Um, I'm not into uh, the draft and all. John now, I know we haven't talked about it in a while. Who realistically would you pick at eight? And I mean, when I say realistically, I mean they'll still be there. Who would you realistically, and Savion, I'm asking you the same thing, because I don't even know who's up. Who are you now picking? Now that you know what Matt Ryan, you see our free agency, who are you getting now at eight? Man, well, if the uh, – th there's still so much movement and what it could be. It's maddening. Yep. So, like, okay. like we could uh, – there was talk – like, so Kayvon Thibodeau initially was talked about as maybe you even go number one early on, like, because he was that good, right? Then this shit came out that – uh, he's not really that hard of a worker, which is complete garbage. And mm. uh, that he may have, you know, some other off the field interest. Okay, great. He wants to, yeah. you know, be a, I mean, I, who cares? Yeah. Um, so uh, then he said, they start, he starts falling down the draft board. So I went back and looked at some film because I watched a lot of him when we did the, um, the edge rusher uh, mm -hmm. podcast. And I don't remember, I, like initially, I didn't think like, I didn't see him taking off plays, but let me go, let me go back and watch because I, all mm -hmm. this shit came out. Y'all watch five games, man. That dude don't stop. Like, nope. I don't know where that came from. Nope. So, what Probably take <laughs> What's that? Is Probably. that who you want to eight, John? I mean, if he were to be available, is that who Oh, my you God. Want? If he was there? Oh, yeah. Uh, Damn, both of y'all said that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Dude, dude, he, he, he was so good in Oregon. And, like, they, people would knock him, like, saying he doesn't have a, a, a good secondary or, or third kind of move. He didn't need it. I got okay. So he's saying he getting through that first time, first move. Dude, the bull run, the the weird thing we always talk about with Vic that he Beasley that he never had was that yeah. speed to power. <laughs> Dude, he's got that speed to power yeah. and then some. I mean, and his his chop and his I mean, they're not that bad, man. Like they're I mean, and they're only going to get better. I mean, he's only going to get better as he gets into the league. Well, I hope some more rumors coaches. come out. Well, I say we start some more rumors Please. so he dropped the eight. <laughs> Please. But yeah, yeah, no, it may be. Yeah, not back to your original question. Now, yeah, I mean, if he's there, hundred percent. Um, and then Kyle Hamilton, the big safety out of Notre Dame, he may drop. That'd be amazing too. Okay. Um, if both those guys are off the board, I think Sauce probably moved up. Him, he he probably improved his yeah. stock from the combine and his pro days. Mm -hmm. People seeing just how good he really is. Um, and then this, then to you know add like the the numbers he put up. Um, so. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, and with us sounding Casey Hayward, we don't have that super need for another yeah. like CB two, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but because uh, that was that was a guy I wanted initially, you know, until we signed Casey Hayward. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just up into the air, man. I mean, it's I I am before Savion, I'll, I'll let you answer, man, too. But before I want to read this quick email because it goes right into what you're asking me, Mike. All right, um, let me find it. Let's see. Actually, Savion, you go ahead and answer, man. I'll, I'm going to find the email while you're, while you're talking about it. So, at, with, with this draft, the crazy part is there's so many right answers at eight that it okay. you, these guys really go wrong. 
I mean, the only thing that I can really say that can that they can go wrong is if they get a Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis or Desmond Ritter, which somehow Desmond Ritter at eight has become a thing, and I don't like it at all. I saw you on Twitter. With that. I saw you. Yeah, I, I don't like that. That that that, mm. that talk has to cease. Um, you talking I mean, about a reach, man. Like uh, that's a huge reach. If that happens, I'm going to be like. They, I, I'm, I believe that the uh, guy that said it, uh, he he, I, I know what I know what he's thinking. A lot of these uh, QBs are now getting their uh, college counterparts. So for him, uh, you know, like uh, Burrow and uh, Chase, Hurt, I got you. and how that works. And so I guess what he was thinking is that maybe TF would do the same thing and try to get uh, Ritter and Pierce, uh, Alec Pierce, the receiver mm-hmm. from Cincinnati as well. But to do that at eight and forty-three, when you can also when when there's still a chance you can still also do that at forty-three and fifty-eight, that's not okay. <laughs> that's a great point. Great point. That's yeah, and Pierce okay. could easily be there at fifty-eight. Great point. Easily be there at fifty-eight. I mean, of course, there's the chance that he's not. I mean, he's also he. There's a reason why he's being drafted in the second round. Yeah. But it it, it for you to reach that far when you have again, but. If, if if he does this, it would be against what he has told the fans because what he said is best player available. Mm-hmm. And the best player available, there's a list of eight players that you can think of that I can think of probably. Aiden Hutchinson, uh, Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau, Sauce Gardner. Um, me, I still like Stingley. I'm sorry, Derek Stingley. Um, Charles Cross, Evan Neal, Kyle Hamilton, and... Who was the last guy I was thinking of? Trayvon uh, Walker. Thank you. And as a that wild was offhand. So yeah. that just made the point for every. That was offhand. That that's not what he wasn't looking at nothing. I'm looking at him. He's not reading. He didn't Google. That was offhand. And um, one last guy, one wild card, who I think, who in my opinion, which I'll be biased, I'm an FSU fan, is the safest pick in this draft is Jermaine Johnson, and. That's nine guys. We have the eighth pick. <laughs> exactly. All right. We, so we should be fine. So I gotta ask you something. Um, for the common fan that does it is not into the draft, uh, a lot of people are gonna listen and they don't understand the draft or they didn't see uh the people in college. So so they have no clue, right? I'm gonna ask you a question that a lot of people um in the state of Georgia probably would like to know. And it's um, if the way our fans would think is, okay, we don't have Matt Ryan, we need to get a quarterback. Uh, I don't think anyone ex- is excited about Marcus. Um, you have at eight, you could pick the dude you just said, no, Malik Willis. A lot of our fans are going to say, well, he's fast and he can throw deep. Why would you not get Malik Willis? Now, John is against it. John has told me like three times. And I'm gonna ask you why you why did you say that you're totally against getting Malik Willis at eight? The reason why is because Malik Willis is just not ready. You don't get a developmental guy like that at eight. I mean, he if you're getting somebody at eight and passing up against uh, passing up on all of the talent that I just said, you are putting on way too much pressure for somebody that did not did not have that's just plain not league ready. I mean, yeah. he. He was in a scheme where, and I think uh, I think it was Eric Crockett that said it on Twitter. There's a lot of curls. It's a very simplistic scene. It's a very yeah. simple 
not many things that he has to go from one read to two. There's not much read progression. It just, it, he's not ready to lead the franchise as a human being. I've already, we, we've already seen that he's a great human being that he can be a leader of men. I believe that from Malik Willis. And those are intangibles that I could understand, you know, if you trade up and got, or trade down maybe and get some extra picks and you got him at 15, mm-hmm. um, down with the Eagles and you add more capital, but you get him at 15 because the Eagles want to move up again, not going to happen, but still, um, if you trade down, you get him at like 15, 16, maybe I could understand it. I still wouldn't like it, but you still have more capital in a very deep draft where that you can build around it. So a top 10 pick for a guy like Willis, just, it doesn't sit well for me. That, that, John that, said the same thing. John said almost word, verbatim the same thing. I told you, man. I told you. I, from Twitter, he's in, he's in my head a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, no, and the email that we got, man, it was, um, like I said, it kind of goes along with this. It was from Jackson. So Jackson, appreciate the email. Uh, he said, farewell, Matty Ice. Matty Ice was by far my favorite show y'all have done so far. Love the, love the passion you guys have. And I know others have said it before, but the chemistry you two have make it for a very, very easy listen. I don't want to leave out Troy as I really like when he uh, is on Troy, the show. Troy, <laughs> um, Can't wait for the draft uh, so we can see who we're going to be uh, looking like. Uh, are y'all thinking QB at eight is getting more realistic? Again, guys, love what y'all are doing and keep it up, Jackson. Um, so, yeah, we basically just talked about it. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, I just go off what Savion just said. I mean, it's – I mean, it's – it's <laughs> to any 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 of the QBs at eight, like none of them should be in, a, in the top no. ten, to be honest. I mean, like in, in any, any other draft year, they wouldn't be. But because – you know, of teams' needs and stuff like that. There's going to be a team that reaches, you know, they're either going to get burned badly um, go, or right. or it's going to work out, you know, one way or the other. But, I mean, you know, like, I just don't well, – like, with the players Savion named off, I would take every single one of them before QB without even a Man. question. Yeah. yeah. So, who's the uh, who's the linebacker I like? Devin, Devin Lloyd. Who? Devin, Devin Lloyd. Devin, yeah. That's who I want. I would get him. No, Devin I think Hill. he's. A, I, do, I think he's. A, I think I do. Going to be a game record yeah. that I would be completely fine with. I mean, we have a, we have avoided linebacker that would. Yeah. That would. He seemed like a game, like a game changer. Like he gonna wreck some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. So I mean, well, hold on, John. I gotta. I gotta ask. So Savion, what jerseys you got, man? You gotta tell. You got Falcon jersey. You got a cool hoodie. You got hats. You got socks. What you got, man? Because you representing I, in Florida where they all staring at you like you crazy. So what you got? Me, I was not able to because my, my 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 father is an Eagles fan, so he doesn't really uh he doesn't, doesn't don't really condone my my, my Falcons fandom. So he <laughs> yeah. had, growing up, he didn't really uh, get me much. <laughs> I got you. I got. You. Oh, you got to get Kyle Pitts or something, or like uh, AJ. Yeah. No. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I'm definitely getting yeah. me a. Kyle. You, I mean, got to get. I, I got to make sure he's here first because apparently these guys are just completely fine with just throwing anybody yeah. out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But <laughs> but um the one thing the one thing I do have that my dad did give me uh this was a complete hand me down but I don't know if you know back in the two uh of uh, course oh, wait what am I saying uh, back in the early 2000s everybody had the uh had the big jerseys right throwback yeah yeah 100% my dad gave me a 3x Deion Sanders jersey 
Keep that. You frame that because you can't wear it. You frame it. You can't wear it. Hey, that's dope. No, I can't. I, know. I definitely can't wear it. I tried. I tried wearing it once, and it was a dress. It was a literal dress. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, yeah. But but it truly. But it was truly amazing, and I'm pretty sure I still have it. I'm think. I think it's in the back of my closet right now because we just. So, yeah, it's in the back of my closet right now, and um, yeah, that's all I have right now. I got. I gotta get. I gotta get my cash up so I can get you a, a cow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, you gotta get some stuff for the new season. Man, look, mm-hmm. my first jersey, that that Tuggle jersey, man, like, cause that yeah. was, uh, I mean, we're dating, we're dating ourselves, but that was, you know, yeah. like mid nineties. Yeah. Um, but um, that thing was down to my knees almost, dude. I didn't it was, get it. Cause everything was big. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, I had Dion for every team we went to, and it was always big, always yeah. too big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Savon, are you still in Jacksonville? Yep, still here. Okay, still I don't here. know if you moved or not. All right, so yeah. Did you ever get up for a game or plan to? I'm trying to get um, credentialed with uh, with the um, with the website that I write for, uh, Last Word on Sports, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to credential for them so that I can just come up and I can just get into the games because while the games are once you're inside, I've seen the prices inside and it's wonderful and you can like yeah. have a great. I, the prices outside are wow. Yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah, well, get get into it. It's 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 wow. But I but I know because I my um. My father-in-law, he actually went up, coached up there, and he showed me some of the prices there. And he was like, "Man, this is ridiculous for an in-game." And I'm like, "Yeah, that is. I just got, I just got to get in there first. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing, man. I mean, like before, I mean, Mercedes is great, man. It's fan. It's like most amazing outside of yeah. probably Dallas. And I have, I know you've been to Dallas, but yeah, I, I've been, I've been to both. Um, yeah. But I mean, dude, I mean, they they priced out their hardcore fans, man. I mean, the the when you when you got guys that have been going there for 20 years, 30 years, and they can't afford now these PSLs that are, I mean, 10, 15, $20,000, you know, just to get the right to buy the tickets. Yeah. But you yeah. shouldn't have to spend uh, 400 for you, for you and a person to go to a game. It shouldn't be. And cause then when you pay for parking and food, it's a $500 experience. You got to come off that man. Cause who's, and and then for the team to probably lose, well, they and they wonder they wonder why like the experience like you know other other than the product on the field that's the yeah. part of it, dude. Like yeah, you, you priced out your most hardcore fans, and I mean they got to think now like okay, I got a family of three or four, I got to like I don't yep, I kind of I got to budget stuff out, and so I'm gonna budget five hundred dollars just to go to the game on Sunday and give me a two dollar hot dog. Yeah, yeah. right. And he act like the hot dog is the is gonna make up for the five hundred dollars. The hot dog should be free. I should have unlimited hot dogs. Exactly. Savion just moved into a new place. Okay, he has a daughter on the way. He don't got five hundred goddamn dollars to be. He want to take her to see the game. Exactly. exactly. So Arthur Blank need to cut, man. Nobody has five hundred dollars for one outing of a regular season game. That's a bit ridiculous. So they got to, and their only excuse is, well, well, you could go way up where Jesus is and sit. <laughs> and that's $35 a seat. And I'm like, man, I don't want to sit from up there. Like, I might as well sit home and, and watch the game, you know. But it's an awesome experience when you actually get to go. I, to see them live is something else. Yeah, well, dude, if you make it up, man, you got to let us know so we can. Uh, we will all go. Go down there. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I'll let first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, hold on, man. 
whenever your babies do on, I swear to God, I'm sending the, uh, like the infant Falcon thing to you for girls. I promise you, you have to tell me when your child is due. I will honestly mail you that shit. The infant, it's adorable, but it's black and red. It's for infants. I got you, but I'm trying to tell you. Raise her right. Start her off right. I appreciate that. That would be yeah. that'd amazing, man. When she do? Uh, she's due June 16th. Okay. Man, around the corner. That's, man, my birthday is June 3rd. I, I got her coming out on the 3rd, and I got her. I got her covered. Trust me. You, you got to start it right, but I love it. Yeah. Man, Liam, was he was originally due June 20th. And then he decided to hurry up and came May 6th. So yeah, he came. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The prodigal son. <laughs> That's my man. Freaking guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, boy. So uh any other Falcon stuff? We're gonna go on to overrated underrated. No, hold on, hold on. So I got this Savion. Um I just want to hear. Um, you got you watch Michael Vick, and after that, um came. We had a cool quarterback that was fast and was flashy and uh, what happened, happened with him. Uh, but then after that, we got this nerdy uh, dude in a suit and it was kind of stiff and he looked boring and was always professional. Um, mm -hmm. You got to see him in the entirety, the 14 years, you got to see the whole thing. Yep. Um, now he's gone. I just want to hear your thoughts on Matt Ryan's, uh, not how he ended, but Matt Ryan as an Atlanta Falcon quarterback from your perspective? So I said a couple of weeks ago in a group chat uh, with the writers of uh, Last Word on Sport, they, I was a little bit, um, I think I was more so hurt when I said it, but I was like, man, look, man, look, 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 man, I get it. I get it. Matt Ryan is such and such and such, such, but you know, he, 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 he was a good quarterback for what he was, you know what I'm saying? And then I thought, and then I looked back at what I saw and, you know, I looked back at the games and, well, maybe look back. One of was was a comment. Uh, one of my uh, one of my guys said because he's a Broncos fan, and he was like, "Well, I don't know what I don't, I don't know about all this, man. You know, y'all, this this is a lot of foul. This is a lot of Matt Ryan hate for me." And I was like, "Man, I don't know." What I used to say was that Matt Ryan was a quarterback. When everything is good around him, it is really good. You know, everything fantastic, and you know everything works. But when it's not good around him, it looks horrible. It looks bad, and you know. It's not exactly his fault, but, you know, he can't do anything about it. If you look at some of the teams that Matt Ryan has had to <laughs> has had to kind of rise up, rise up out of um, out of uh, what, what I can only call. I mean, our defenses were horrible and I didn't realize how bad they were growing up until I, like I, I started looking at them this uh, after after he left. Our defense is like he he would have to he would have to really sit there and with shootouts with like Peyton Manning and yes Drew Brees and he'd have to sit there and actually be on point for a good majority of the game mm -hmm. <laughs> or else we don't win <laughs> yes yep and we don't stand a chance at winning if he doesn't play perfect yeah exactly and that that takes not to mention the fact that he's. How many games has he missed? I think he said he's missed three, three games. Two or three, yeah. I think he's missed three games throughout his entire tenure. Uh, he, I mean, and he's never said a bad word That's about, he's never said anything about, oh, you know, I need help here. I need help here. 
he has always been a really good to great quarterback. And then when you put him in a system that accentuates what he does best, which is read progressions, uh, timing, and making sure that he can, you know, that, that he can, that he has time to see the field like he needs to. Mm -hmm. When all three of those things were good, that say that season with Kyle, well, that second season with Kyle Shanahan, he was an elite quarterback and he never got a chance to be that again. Yeah. So I really hope that he gets that chance in Indianapolis to be that elite quarterback. It just one more time. I love that. I'm gonna okay. be I, I wish we could clip that and send that to Matt. <laughs> only, I, I love it. No, I, I totally agree with you, man. I love Matt Ryan. It's my favorite player, but I I and I love how you uh your first perspective was kind of the common one for Atlanta fans. I'm cool with being wrong. I'm cool. And, oh, and I appreciate I, I didn't realize how wrong I was, but uh, shout out to uh, my boy Kyle Granger. He really, he really, he really got me right when he said that because he was like, "I'm a Broncos fan. I've seen Brock Osweiler." <laughs> yes, that's my point. I, and I don't, and I just don't understand. And I don't know if you guys understand just how good you guys have Matt Ryan. And I didn't. I mean, I went from Vic that one horrible year that we don't talk about in yeah, 07, and then Matt Ryan. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I mean, I yeah, I've been spoiled with great quarterback play for a long time and i don't think people know how how rare that is but i just like that you you kind of saw it different after you studied the man I, you know i think that most people would if they studied the man and i i just don't think people give him the time of day and i didn't i real yep yeah. i don't think they would bother to study it's just he don't win a super bowl so he must suck i don't care if he was as good as y'all say then y'all would be winning so he must suck is the no when, no. like you said, if you look at the teams, how do how was we even shooting out? He's shooting out with Peyton Man. How was we even in the game? Is one person is the reason why we was in the game. And John uh, has the jersey on. I'm sentimental, just looking. I keep looking at John in his jersey, <laughs> and I'm just picturing Matt. It's Matt Ryan. I'm sad, buddy. It's, but uh, this is I, I love him and I love the jersey. Uh, I'm only six foot one. So yeah, see? Out, <laughs> uh, so yeah, but. Um, but no, nah, man. Um, yeah. And I, I got into it or started getting into it with a dude on Twitter. I normally don't, I try to, mm-hmm. I try to avoid that shit. Yeah. I will give you your props on that. Yeah. I mean, I, I try to stay out of it and, uh, just, you know, I, cause I, nowadays, like if somebody thinks a certain way, like as dumb as it may be, mm-hmm. then it, it doesn't matter what you say. Yeah. I mean, and even if it's, even if what you're saying is 100% factual, like it, mm-hmm. you know, like in this, and this dude was talking about like how, um, I mean, essentially just, just to sum it up, like how trash he was, you know, and how, how poor, like the last, I forgot how many seasons the record was. Right. And, uh, and I, huh. He's been, he's been here for 14 years. 14 years. So. Right. Right. And he's, he was talking about the record over the last four or five years. He's like, so he's like, oh. yeah, he's like, if y'all want to talk about how good he is, you have to talk about how bad he's been for the, for that record. And I, and I just responded back, oh, you're right, man. It's I, I forgot that it's not a team sport. You're right. Totally right. Yeah, I saw that. That, and, that was great. Yeah, that and then great. he come back with some bullshit like, um, hey, I'm not the one who, you know, I can't remember what he said. But I didn't even respond back because, like, again, it's like responding back to a wall. I mean, they're not. Yeah. you're not going to get any type of – so, like, you're just – all you're telling me is you really don't understand football. the game of football at yeah. all because – 
it does depend on like there i'm not i never said or you never said that matt was tom brady never never said that so never. no so if you take 99 of the quarterbacks in the league they're going to need a, a cast of some sort around them to help them be successful right mm -hmm. um the hell in 2000 with uh, shanahan that year i mean our defense i think was middle of the road we took the, the ball we took yeah bro middle of the road and then we up in the playoffs yep right and mm -hmm. um and i mean i think one year he had a top 10 defense one year mm -hmm. the rest of it's been middle to like late like mid-20s to even worse like last year 28th or 29th whatever it was so you can't could, but that one year that he had a defense did was what wasn't that the year that they went 13 and three and they were like the number one seed yes I, correct yes but I'm, I'm pretty sure that was that year where they went 13 and three they had gonzalez uh yep. Yeah, Gonzalez, um, Julio, and Matt, and the running game. I think they said Michael Turner then, too. Mm -hmm. And they were nasty. I want to say that, but, I, again, I could be wrong. I think you're right. And uh, it's just – so, I mean, you, you can't look at it as, uh, as that way because it's not – it's not a one person game. I mean, if, if, yeah. if, if all the parts, they're not running at the same level, man, it's just impossible. Yeah, like you, yeah. he, he can throw the ball 50 times a game and and, and he didn't want to, or they, but yeah. he had to, he had to a lot of times mm -hmm. just to stay in yeah. the game. Just so, to, I mean, to stay in the game, just to yeah. be able to compete. So I mean, and, uh, if you were to rank his offensive line uh, per year over time, I'm pretty sure that the times Matt Ryan had and in the top 10 offensive line uh, was will blow your mind. And for all y'all that still doubt, go back and listen to the Matt Ryan farewell episode. I thought we gave damn near all of his records. Yeah. You don't get that from being mediocre. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, whether you like it or not, is one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history that ever played the sport. That's in stone. That's statistically proven. So, I mean, I... If you argue with numbers, you know, you would argue with a brick wall, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're, that's why I just stopped. Because like I said, it didn't make any, it didn't make any difference what I was going to say. Like nothing was going to change dude's mm -hmm. mind. Like he already made his mind up that he's, you know. So if that's the case, like, and we talked about before, like the, the different types of Matt Ryan fans, you yeah. know, it's the ones that love him. That was traditionally. The ones that are, you know, like they understand his limitations, but yeah. accept that he's a really good quarterback mm -hmm. and the ones that just don't like him for whatever reason that whatever we don't even reason. know. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just, I mean, I, which I was, again, blows my mind because he's like literally the, the nicest person. human being in the face yeah, The here. nicest person ever. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get it. Do no, not at all. So. But that's, I love you, Matt. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. But so, all ready to get into some underrated, overrated? Man, this is a, this is a best part of the show isn't it let's do it so let me kick it off i want to do uh i don't have an overrated i have two underrated i gotta say this uh uh because savion reminded me well, i have three um one is uh he reminded me work done y'all wanna oh, i won't even dude. get into it let me cut i mean to cut you off yeah. uh c1 on twitter i forgot to mention him he did say work done was the reason he got to be a c1 uh, <laughs> yeah hey uh work done uh Amazing Falcon. Just Google the shit this dude does for single mothers. The dude build houses for single moms, man. That dude been out the league for a long time. A, a spectacular human being. Work done 
has done this and I, I believe he using his own money or a portion of his own money to do every one of these. he's done several one of these. He's done this for years, work done, spectacular human being. Uh, he was doing that with his own, with his own funds sometimes, or he was, he, I think he partnered with somebody, uh, spectacular human being. Uh, so he's underrated and I will go underrated. Bruce Arians. I'm gonna tell you something. I don't know. It's so many rumors going around that maybe him, Maybe Tom Brady gave the Bucks an ultimatum, and so he came back and Bruce leave. Uh, Bruce, maybe they didn't get along. I don't know. I wasn't there. I can't. Uh, I will say this. Uh, and me hearing about Bruce Arians, um, he, a lot of people talk about inclusion, and they make a token gesture so it looks away. Bruce Arians has had 11 minority coaches on his coaching staff and women. Anywhere can go. I mean, Jesus Christ, how can you get any cooler than Bruce Arians? Um, like, um, I part of me would like to believe I would again, I don't know with insiders, I don't know who's telling the truth or not. Part of me would like to believe that Bruce Arians knew he wanted to give Todd Bowles a Super Bowl ready team just to see his protege that happens to be a black dude get, have a good team to coach and secretly do it. But just like I said. Um, a lot of people uh, talk about inclusion and they may make a gesture once to say, hey, man, look, I'm not, you know, evil uh, to have 11 uh, of your staff, like in your tenure, be minority. He's given so many people chance and women. The dude is uh, really it's not about skin. It's not about gender. Bruce Arians, the man to me. And I don't know him personally, but I'm thinking maybe that was influenced him stepping away, like I can give it to Todd and to see him do that, that's going to be dope. Uh, and the last one uh, for underrated is, man, Avery and Nelson, man. Shout out to Avery and Nelson being underrated. Y'all go over there and have a constructive conversation with the dudes. I thought that was an awesome concept. Uh, it's, it's too much. Uh, if I speak wrong on the Internet, too many people's attitude is, duh, well, actually, dickhead, if you would look at, at this website, is uh, um, just tell me. We have a constructive conversation. I can learn. If you inform me, I can learn. I'll realize I'm wrong, and then I can learn from it. Um, so we need forums for, that you can go and have an opinion, and even if it's different, it won't start an argument. You can have a, a discourse where you and that person learn each other and you might not ever come over to each other's opinion but you'll or you'll, you'll at least comprehend why they feel that way a bit better so that's mm. why i say it's important shout out to um underrated uh savion avery and nelson y'all go check that pack podcast out and have a constructive conversation hey that man, was I, it I, I just want to piggyback on that and we talked about it before but like i'm so glad um that i did not grow up on the age of social media i'm with you because bro man like people and like we said it on this few episodes before but people are way too comfortable talking shit without getting any repercussion whatsoever yeah, yeah. and you i mean like I, I look back and like when we were growing up dude i don't know about you but like in school like if you had a problem or something with it, normally we handled it it was live in the face it, it was nose to nose i mean mm -hmm. and, is it, and if you and if you weren't i mean if you said something at school you better be about somebody and then they yep. found out then then you better be prepared yeah. to deal with it yeah. 
so it was like it was they it's a whole another level now man and that's not i guess it's i mean probably sounds like the get off my lawn type of uh speech but i mean like it you know what i'm saying but i mean it's it's just it's just different man like i I don't i you know that's why i don't try to engage in this shit online with twitter because i'm like my god man we can't even have a like civil conversation about something like this and so yeah to piggyback on that man i mean just fantastic idea for a podcast man because i mean it's just uh just to have that conversation where people can listen and talk to everything about anything you know and just be entertained for an hour hour and a half however long it's like like savion said at the beginning man just to get away from the daily grind to work whatever it is man like i pop with him when i'm riding around man or any time i'm in the office you know i mean so yeah i mean I, I, I just man that is uh y'all gotta go check it out because y'all be passionate about <laughs> i've seen people on twitter and instagram y'all are passionate um but it's aimed nowhere so exactly. go go aim it into with some three dudes and some other people that are actually discussing the topic you may be mad about and then you may can get insight maybe learn you can hook up with them uh it's 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 improvement in that it's awesome when you take a a topic you're passionate about and you bounce it off other people because you get different ideas that's why we have fun on the falcon Falcon podcast i didn't know he was gonna say jesse tuggle that brought me back like so many people have different angles and viewpoints about matt ryan and falcons the the compilation of it is what makes us the shit i'm out of my falcon mind you know yeah but the what they doing is the same thing but it's for just life so go over there and have a constructive positive conversation and and, and they doing it on important fucking topics so go over there you may be able to learn and bounce your ideas and again i'll agree or disagree uh you you will get a better understanding of the opposite viewpoint that's it so that was underrated and john i want to say this john uh and savion are, are like kings of that shit of of always being able to, I'm not that good at it. I'm getting there. I'm learning from these two, I'm getting there, but they'll try to always be fair in the assessment to hear you out sometimes. There's some topics I really ain't trying to hear you about. I'm, I'm them most of the time. Some topics I really don't want to hear shit you guys say if you disagree with me. But John and Savion are really playing it fair. So uh, when you talk to John, you can tweet at John or email John any questions on health or John used to be a trainer. John is going to shoot you straight shit. And John is going to tell you uh, no matter what you ask about the Falcons, he's going to try to do it down the middle while giving his honest opinion. But if you said some dumb shit, John isn't going to be like, Oh, that's some dumb shit. John is, John is, you know, he'll tell me it's some dumb shit you said, but it won't, you know, he will try to help you get there and try to respect your decision and and Savion and his boys are doing the exact same thing. So that's important, man. I love it. Well, it wouldn't, I don't think we meet you and I would work as a show if, if we were both the, the same way. No, no. Cause I'm biased <laughs> as shit on something like Matt Ryan. I'm not listening to you. I'm sorry. I'm not listening to you. I'm biased on something. Yeah. It would be a much pleasant show, but we need you and we need me. That's why it's the perfect mix, but Savion Avery Nelson completely underrated. And that's none, none of that is scripted. None of that scripted. I no, just no. go off my head with it. That's why he said work done. I think of this shit at the last moment. But somebody else. Yeah, say down here away. Yeah, man. Uh, first off, I appreciate that. Those were that was insane and I'm kind of the vision. If I could like clip that and put that as the vision on our website, I think that might. You should. Have, but I'm going to 
You can um, use it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, that, that definitely was what we want. We want a new viewpoint. Shout out to uh, my boys, Avery and Nelson, because my boys are, oh my God. I mean, that's, that's my family right there. But okay. Overrated. Come on with it. Savion. Underrated, overrated. Come on. It's what we've been waiting on. Underrated is uh, Texas AM defensive tackle, DeMarvin Leal. I mm. don't appreciate how much this guy has fallen. And I am on the, I will put it in my Twitter bio. This is a DeMarvin Leal stan account because I am upset at how far he has fallen. He used to be a top 15 prospect. And because his tape wasn't sexy or whatever, or because he might be a tweener, which I mean, are both whatever, cool. This guy is a baller, man. I mean, I'm sitting there watching him against Alabama last year. I look at him this year, and Alabama has basically game planned to where they're like, man, I we can't we can't run at eight. We can't we can't have our offense go at eight. We have to have him unblocked and make sure that we roll away from eight. Hey, I'm a, I'm gonna step in. He's the only guy I've seen manhandle Evan Neal. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, the dude is a monster, and he's so smooth with his movements. I'm upset. And shout out to freaking Damsky on Twitter because he is the one who put me onto him. Because by God, I mean, when we were doing our draft profiles for um for my website, uh, or excuse me, my website, the website I work for, I saw DeMarvin Leo was still open, and I couldn't click fast enough to, to do the draft profile because I'm like, I want to make sure people understand just how good this dude is and looking at it a, a second time it is that much better i need him in a, in a falcons jersey i <laughs> 100 uh, agree with you yeah. <laughs> i need him in a falcons jersey uh so yeah, man, mike, he's, mike, he's yeah. like mike this dude is like 290 pounds so like yeah. that's why he was saying like some people think he's d tackle some people think he's edge mm -hmm. but he's got qualities of both and I mean, if okay. he, if you, if you want to add 10 pounds to him and put a line him inside, go ahead. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to drop him 20, 10, 15 pounds, let him cross the edge. You can do that too. I love it. Versatile. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't understand the hate either though that he got. Cause I yeah. mean, that's yeah. His film. All, all, all I needed to see was him destroy Evan Neal the way he did. Evan Neal doesn't get, Evan Neal is maybe, maybe one of the smoothest movers that I've seen at a, at a tackle spot mm -hmm. and he made him. And I, I mean, he made him look like, and and I think I, I I think I saw um what was it I was looking at Travis Jones the other day and there's a guard that he that he handled at uh Clemson I can't remember his name but he that's how that's how he made him look he made Evan Neal a consensus top five pick look like oh <laughs> yep. he's, he's okay I guess but there's yeah. this other, other side that's absolutely demolishing him I don't. Another, another dude it. we had, another dude we had on the show, Damsky, was awesome as well. Yeah, shout out Damsky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, do you, you got a underrated too, or is that just overrated? No, no, uh, that was my underrated. I'm sorry. Oh, gotcha. out of it. Overrated. Overrated is any type of coconut flavoring anything. Man, and oh. tired of God. I tried it. I tried it because I hate I, I hate coconut cake. I hate coconut everything because it's a little piece of paper, flavored mm -hmm. paper 
that is on top of food. Why, why, why am I eating a flavored piece of paper on my food? And I, <laughs> coconut water, coconut water tastes like water that somebody spit spit in and then gave to me. I'm very upset that I even spent money on coconut water. So it is no, expensive. I, 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 and it's and it's expensive. Yes, I, somebody to spit in my water. No, bro. I'm, <laughs> I'm not okay with coconut anything. <laughs> so overrated is coconut flavored anything. I'm very upset at how much I spent on coconut water. I'm not mm. about to podcast. <laughs> no coconut flavor. I love it. You not, must be out of your fucking mind. Not an almond joys fan, then. Not an almond joy. Yeah. No. Again, it's 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 like a piece of flavored paper that you put on on food. Wow. <laughs> I don't disagree, man. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Mark, you, coconut. You, you like coconut? Stay away from flavor? coconut. I don't really like coconut. I don't like cake and sweets and shit, though, anyway. Well, but I agree when he said it, it does look like confetti paper, like mm -hmm. thin paper on a cupcake. It's kind of wild. Yeah. Why, 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 why are you putting this here? Is it, it, it doesn't look good. It's, 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 like a, it's like somebody won the Super Bowl and it's like, oh, that confetti. No, it, that's what it looked like. Yep. It, it, why, why, it, it, I don't know. I don't no know. coconut. No coconut. Not out of your fucking mind. Well, we lost coconut water sponsor, but who cares? Because it's gross. We're down to no Chick-fil-A. No uh, Chick-fil-A, no, no Beyonce. Come on, John. Come on with it. For me. Uh, all right. So, uh, well, I, I, first, before I get into mine, I texted Mike. I texted you and Troy earlier this week because mine last week was the whole uh, overrated was coaching yes. from the sidelines. Yes. You know, as a parent. So, uh, Liam's tournament last weekend, man, I shit you not. This parent was standing up in the stands, yelling at his kid in center field. Like when he would drop a ball or something like, or, 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 got, or he, I'm sorry, he ran up on the ball, may have could have caught it, but he decided to back off, you know, just mm -hmm. so it didn't get by him. Right. And, um, and he's like, Hey, or just go catch the ball. How about you do that? How about you go catch the ball? And just yelling at him the whole time he's looking over there and he's like, man, Okay, I was like, man, this guy's kind of annoying. So he keeps going, like, and and so he gets at the bat. He's yelling at him while he's in the batter's box. What he should be looking at? What is what the next pitch mm -hmm. is? This kid is eleven. I'm, I'm eleven years old. He's ten or eleven years old. Um, I'm, he got on the mound. He's yelling at him while he's pitching, like while he's on the mound in between pitches. Yeah. Dude, if you've ever played baseball, or even if you haven't, okay, the the as a pit, you're, he's 10, 11 years, he's learning how to pitch. He's got enough shit going on in his head trying mm -hmm. to figure, like, I'm just trying to get the ball across the plate and not hit the guy, mm -hmm. right? And he, he's looking over, he's looking at his catcher and he's looking over at his dad or whoever the hell it was, mm -hmm. yelling at him every time, right? And um, he, he just, it was nonstop. And the coaches just let it happen. And like, mm -hmm. I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there next to, to Liam's coach. He's like, man, this dude would be, he would like, he wouldn't allow like gone immediately. Like, you know, it would have been like a, a quick conversation. Like, mm -hmm. you know, dude, you're going to shut up or you're, you're done. I mean, you know, and the one the kid made a hell of a play the next inning diving catch. He looks over to it. I swear to God, looks over to his parent or whoever it was for like, Hey, dude's mm -hmm. talking to somebody else. Doesn't even see it. No, nothing. No, oh, crap, nothing. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And you see the kid's face just kind of like, just dejected. Like, dejected and i wow. felt so i do i wanted to go hug the kid after the game yeah. i felt so bad for him and but i was just like so parents damn it again like what do you think is what good is coming out of that the second week in a row yes i mean 
Just that's not it. I just had to. Oh, say I it. thought that was it. I thought you no, was no, 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 that's no. No, parents. No, I, I totally agree. Like, don't take it so serious. It's children. Yeah, that is. I mean, that is a heartbreaking story. Yeah, yeah dude. I, 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 I couldn't believe it. I was just like, man. All right. Well, I mean, I guess I could believe because I've seen it before. But it was just, it was funny that this happened right after we talked about it. Yeah. Then, <laughs> you know, I, I should have videoed it and put his ass on blast. But that anyway. shit would have. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe next time. Um. All right. So. uh Two, I got two underrated too, Mike. Actually, uh, all right. So first one is, and it kind of goes along with, uh, well, kind of what we were just talking about. But so, like, tough coaching as a kid, like receiving receiving tough coaching, being underrated because, or or it kind of goes into like the particip- participation trophy type thing, mm-hmm. right? So, um, because to like me, and, and this just goes back to the conversation I was having with with Liam's coach, because like I said, we're we're like extremely lucky. This guy is like. I mean, he, he reminds me of the coaches I had as a kid because he's he's okay. hard and he's tough. He's fair. Like he doesn't he's not verbally attacking the kids. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like or, or like abusing them in that manner. But like to him, you know, like when you're put in uncomfortable situations, that's how you grow. Right. Yep. So that's how you figure out like how you respond to adversity, how you respond to getting called out. You know, something like some of these kids have never had that happen before, because mm-hmm. a lot of these kids, to be honest with you, through little league or whatever it's oh you finished 19th here's a trophy yeah yep you know and i mean and it's, so it's like you know there's that there's that there's gotta be a balance right because i mean like growing up you, you don't want it to all be about winning but if you want to bring your kid up realizing that life is kind of about that in a way like mm-hmm. you know you're going to have to compete whether it's for a job or for it's for a position in sports if it's uh you're trying to get a lady and your buddy is too you got to compete with him mm-hmm. but it's just i mean you never know so but it's just it's a mindset you know and mm-hmm. so like to me you know it's like you, you to, to have that type of coaching now at a young age so they figure out like man i, I mean like it just it, it molds them a different way of thinking whereas like what is what does it what if the coach came out you know say so you got they got hammered like they did get hammered a few weeks ago by a team's way better than 12 nothing they got run ruled Right. So, and he, like what he, he, after the game, he's talking about all the, you know, what can we learn from this? You know, he didn't mm-hmm. come out and say, Hey, they're much better than you guys. Don't worry about right. it. You know, yeah. it's not a big deal. Try like, your best. That happens though. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And so I had a lot. And so, you know, he, he was saying, no, 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 we got to be better. And this, this is where we messed up, you know, and, and this is how we're going to, and like I said, there's a way to do it. Like the, we talked about last week, the dude from the, uh, the coach we saw, yelling at the shortstop saying hey that's three on you like that's mm-hmm. the wrong way to do it yeah 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 then, then you're blowing the kids confidence yeah. like yeah, that's there's there's it's coaching is not and travel baseball is one of those things that i mean anybody can do it like i told you mike you might you and yeah, i can you start can a, you a and team. i can start a team and it doesn't yep. matter like, we don't have to have any coaching experience we can just call ourselves whatever and mm-hmm. say that we are we're fantastic baseball players and people are going to pay us to do this we yep. just suck as coaches and that happens everywhere. So, like coaching in general, not everybody can be a coach. Just because you play the game, don't mean yep. you're a coach. Um, so, I mean, just just uh, I don't know. I was I was just I was thinking about that this weekend because, like I said, the, his coach and I were just having that conversation that you know we think along the same lines. It's like, man, I'm never going to be mad at you for getting on my kid if he's mm-hmm. dragging ass or if he's if he if if he knows he can be better. You know, right. he's just pushing him. To, he's just pushing him to be better. You know, that's great. You know, that's, that's what I want. That's what I want from him in sports. That's what I want from him in academics, everything, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. Underrated man. Tough. Just being tough, tough coaching. Big, man. I, I love it. I, I think one of the flaws uh, right now of the world is that um, 
people don't, whenever you tell somebody something now and it's negative, they view it as hate, hate, right. like you was hating on them or you, you just mad or you, uh, sometimes I think it helps all of us to hear you ugly sometimes, or you short sometimes, or you skinny, or you dumb, or you slow. Uh, it, it makes you want to go, all right, I'm going to prove something to you. If you got a spirit in you like self, okay. I and the best coach is the coach that you want to impress, that you want to do good for. Like, I'm going to show him that I got him, that I got, that I improved from the last time or something. The one you want to win for, the one, uh, and you only get that response when you encouraging kids. And to be honest, the best coaches seem to be the people that, that look, I can't tell, but they look like they love the kids like personally yeah because you care about his self-esteem and, and you could see his when his shoulders slump like so you know i didn't got on him enough because so you know now and start encouraging him you actually care about the boy because you know okay he get picked on at school he need more reinforcement or he's pretty confident he need to he need to pair with him because he less come you care about the people i think that creates you to be a better coach but i see nothing wrong i, I wish they would stop telling every kid you was good Cause that's yeah. the problem with we tell we tell everybody they handsome and pretty, and they got a good body. Even people that are grossly fat, we say, uh, "Oh, you, you like you just thick." And if you say fat, it's I'm shaming you. You fat, like I'm light skinned I'm not this. I'm not playing a game with you. Like we, I can see. Uh, so I just think more people need to. Man, it's nothing wrong with saying you, you're the slowest one right now. You gotta run extra that right. that's your motive it's not no we're all fast and slow up the team so he don't feel slow no you gotta mm -hmm. work harder you gotta go oh you a little chubbier it's slowing us down you should run extra in the morning to get that way to you should be able to relay these messages without crushing the kids confidence but i say you gotta sometimes man you <clears throat> it does you good to hear that you got a big ass nose or you got dandruff or you got boogers in your nose or you ugly or you can't dress. It helps. It makes you a decent fucking human being to know that you got shit to still work on. It keep you humble. When you tell a kid you amazing, you amazing, you handsome, you smart, you from the time they born, by the time they get to 21, you can't tell them shit. Hey, you tell somebody they're ugly. I'm not sure they can work on that. No, I, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I don't mean that you can't improve. take a class about being ugly. No. But I'm saying it. I believe that too many people's thing is I'm perfect because nobody ever told me otherwise. So now as an adult, there are grownups who can't handle their boss telling them shit. They'll start crying. Yeah. So that's come from coaching. Like, you know, um, I'm all with tough coaching. But like I said, it, it got a limit because you should care about the person more than the the sport it's a child yeah. man right well i just tell i tell liam i'm like dude look and he knows because he's got i mean he he's you know we hold him to a high standard academically you know we hold him to yeah. just you know uh with manners you know being a nice person being yeah. a good person you know, like all that so you know i told him i said dude it's the same thing with baseball like you know i don't expect you to go out there and never strike out and never mm -hmm. make a mistake ever like that's not it like i'll never get mad at you for making an error i'll never get mad at you for striking out like I'll, we'll have a conversation if you are, mm -hmm. if it's an, if it's an effort issue, that's my know, thing, you know, if then, then we'll have a talk, but yep. you know, like the actual performance on the field. No, like you, you, that's, that's between you and your coach and, and that's it. And I stay out of it, you know? And so he understands it. And so like I told him, I said, you know, like he got, uh, you know, coach got in his ass a little bit on, on Thursday's practice. I'm like, and you know, and he doesn't, 
and I told him from the get-go, I said, dude, do never take it personally. Never. It's, it's, he, it's his job to make you better. And so like, you just can't, you know, you just have to just, yes, coach, I got it. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to be better next time. And you move on. Mm-hmm. So, to, me, to me, that's just the best way, you know, to, yeah. Savion, you got anything on that, man? I mean, nobody's, I mean, nobody's perfect. That's the thing. The path to perfection is, fu- is futile because you're never going to get there. Yep. So, I mean, it's just like there, there's, there's no reason to think that you're going to be perfect or that anybody that you're coaching is going to be perfect. So what you want to do is you want to get the most out of the kid that you can. And you want them to play at their highest level. You know what I'm saying? Like play at the and learn. That's the biggest thing about coaching, especially at a younger age, is to teach them and to develop them. And a lot of people don't want to do that. They kind of want to skip to the end where, mm-hmm. you know, all these rings and ring and win all this stuff. And they just want to skip the development part of it. Like, honestly, FSU's coach, uh, Mike Norvell, might be doing that right now, but we're not going to get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where that what they want what they want is to develop um what they want is to be taught that's what kids are doing this for they want to learn the game they want to learn the game of baseball they want to learn the game of football at that age and if you're able to find that balance between toughness and encouragement then i mean that is a great spot to be in and not a lot of coaches get there that's so perfect oh, and we've yeah we've been this is you know our fourth team, you know, trying to find that, you know, and it's not like, and we found it. So like, we're not, I already told you, it's like, man, as long as Liam wants to play, yeah, we ain't going nowhere. As long as he earns his spot on this team, mm-hmm. we're not going anywhere. So, exactly. I mean, but uh, yeah. So in my, my next underrated, this is a little more lighthearted. Um, and it may sound mm-hmm. a little odd at first, but this is particularly for the married men. So Mike, you'll, um, you'll understand it if you get there. All right. Which I, I think that maybe in the future, at some point i'm dying to hear it yeah okay um so house chores okay now let me tell you why okay um so my dad and mom very very old school my dad he did the yard work for the most part my mom did the cooking the cleaning like all that right and he and it was never a, a thing you know like i said that was kind of like you know the woman had her thing to do the man had his thing to do that was that so um now mike you know my wife amanda like yeah very very independent yes strong-willed like she's a type like if you tell her no or you can't do that or you shouldn't do that she'd be like oh fucking watch me do that yeah and i'll do it better than you <laughs> mm-hmm. so he's the kobe bryant of wives <laughs> yeah um so yeah that's that's how she is so like they'll she'll go out and mow the grass before i even know about it. Like, i hear the i hear the lawnmower going and she's out there mowing the grass i'm like all right you know so cool um but just doing like if you just you know the dishes need to be done you need to like wash the you need to clean the bathroom something like if, if you're a husband and you're a dude don't wait on them to do it i promise you like you will have gotcha. such a more uh light better relationship in general mm-hmm because she will appreciate that so much and it doesn't take that much out of your time to be honest mm-hmm. with you like i did it today for instance and it took me like 20 minutes mm-hmm. in the bathrooms and uh, to do it pretty well as well yeah. and um so like just that washing the dishes putting the stuff up helping now there's certain things she doesn't want me to do like mm-hmm. like like the like washing clothes like i always mix up what i'm supposed to put in there <laughs> and i put yeah. like fabric softener on stuff i'm not supposed yeah. to put fabric softener right on. right so she's like just leave me alone. I'll do that. Just don't do that. Don't do that. So 
that part I'm cool with. Like, but anything else, you know, like yep. just I'm telling you guys, if you, that goes such a long, and I'm just I'm talking, I'm speaking from almost 20 years of marriage, right? Like that goes such a long, and I didn't know that I didn't know that starting out. This has been learned over time mm -hmm. because, like I said, I watched my dad and mom do it a certain way, and that mm -hmm. worked for them. You know, so I had to read the room and realize this is not going to work out right. well for me if I'm right. not <laughs> compromise right. a little bit here. So, and it, now it's cool. I've been doing it for years and it's good. So yeah, man. So, my, so, uh, get, yeah. so get those chores done. I, I have to hear your take on that, Savion. <laughs> you are married. Is that chores? So honestly, what we do is we, there's no like assigned chores. If we see something needs to be done, we just do it. And that's what. I mean, we're, we're only in year, holy crap, is this year two? No, it's year one still, going into year two. So we're, uh, we're going into year two now. Um, it's like, I mean, we're, we just have assigned, I mean, we don't have assigned roles. We just kind of look at stuff and we see that needs to get done. And I mean, whatever it is, whether that's dishes, laundry, whatever it is, if we see something needs to get done, we just get, we just get it done. We haven't reached that point to where it's like, okay, we need to find, you know, our kind of like our roles because it like what we do best. You know what I'm saying? Like we haven't mm -hmm. sat down and done that. And that's something that I think we could do. I, I, I actually like that. But um, yeah, I was actually raised in a house where my dad, um, both, uh, both my dad, because I actually have a dad and a stepdad, a mom and a stepmom. I was blessed with four beautiful parents. Shout out to them. Yeah. So, <laughs> Um, I was actually blessed with a household where the dads um, not only uh, did the stuff outside, but they also did help with the cooking and cleaning and stuff like that. And so mm -hmm. they helped with everything in the house, uh, helped with everything outside of the house. And honestly, so did the moms. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, I was born, I, I was kind of born into a household where there is no, you do things that work for your relationship where, mm -hmm. where, and like, and like, um, like John said, the stuff, the the thing, the roles that they, uh, that his parents carved out, they were that worked for them, mm -hmm. and roles that they had that him and his wife have now, they worked for them. So, just as long as whatever roles you carve out work for whatever relationship you have, and also don't let others dictate. Hundred <laughs> percent. The relationship dictate what happens in yours because that does not work <laughs> no man you don't want to be like hey but man his wife he said yeah do anything that's that's gonna backfire oh 100 percent of the time can you imagine if i said <laughs> that? but his wife you that's the wrong don't never start a sentence with but his wife mike could you imagine what, what what the blowback would be oh for for you would be going live from a parking lot. Well, it would be nothing behind the walls would be down. <laughs> like, I already know. So no, but it, I'm gonna tell you what it it kind of sounds like that's kind of cool. Is it kind of sound like like y'all I was thinking of Jordan and Scottie Pippen when y'all was talking like they didn't it, it wasn't I do this and you do this. It was like I I feel in where you need me to and you feeling where I need you to and we it's it's always live in motion. It isn't set. Right. No, like it's, it's like saying, it's, live and I'm, I may be sick today and you might feel good. So right. that's kind of cool. Right. No, it's like it was what Savion said, man. Whatever. I'm not saying that's what everybody has to go do. It's like he yeah. said, it's whatever works for you. I mean, if if, if, if it's not what we got going on, that's cool. As long as y'all are, as long as you, you understand each other and it's not yeah. a, uh, it's not like you assume or just expect something to mm. be done because of that reason. Like, you know, as long as y'all on the same page, 
then great. You know, I think the, the communication part gets lost a lot, I think, nowadays. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's, you know, yeah. I got to say, this was one of our best out of your Falcon Mind podcast. I, it really was. It really was. And it, and it, and it, and ended on a sentimental on like a hallmark note. How about that? And we could put that into a hey, lifetime. Holler at us. We need a sponsor. We have uh, not, we have not underrated lifetime yet. So yeah, we have lifetime. not underrated you yet. So don't make me do it on the next show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll close it now, man. But yeah. Uh, yeah. First, well, I guess before we do guys, if you want to reach out to us as Jackson did uh, with this email, we appreciate it. That's uh, ATL Falcon fancast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at out of your F in mind. You can follow us on uh, Instagram out of your Falcon mind. You can like the Facebook page. We are mostly active on Twitter. We'll eventually get around to some of the other things, but Twitter just seems to be the best medium for us. Cause mm -hmm. you know, that's where a lot of fans talk and, and when get together so we'll keep growing on there um if you're a falcons fan and, and follow us you know just hey if we if we don't follow you back just hit us up because i mean we don't we might just missed it just be like hey asshole, yeah. follow me back i'm a falcons fan okay yeah, yeah we'll do that um because we want to be like i said we want to grow the community and just have yeah. you know more uh more like we talked about earlier discussion like actual just mm -hmm. not you know discussion um so yeah and um y'all can say what y'all want i'm gonna jump in y'all can say whatever y'all want as far as falcon podcasts go there's no none like this we have the coolest community uh the coolest guests the coolest uh everything john got a glow in the dark falcon behind him stop beautiful. you never seen you, you've never seen that anywhere you haven't seen that I've been wanting to talk about that this entire time, bro. That looks freaking phenomenal. Hey, hey, hey bro, he can change the color on the black. He, he put it to blue for Matt. Hold on. In tribute of Matty Ice. Oh, in look, <laughs> in tribute of Matty. In tribute there of Matt. Goes. You know, he turned it blue. Um, I just, yeah, that's dope. But this was a great one, man. I love it. Out of my falcon mind, as usual. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, we, we appreciate everybody for listening. As always, save y'all, man. We cannot thank you enough for coming on, dude. For sure. Thank you, man. And, and from supporting some from day one, man, I really appreciate it. That Manscaped, uh, since y'all don't know, uh, let me just say real quick, uh, Manscaped, if y'all don't know what that is, I can't tell you, but Manscaped uh, had asked, um, they tweeted, like, what podcast do you think we know we should sponsor or whatever? <laughs> That's dope. Uh, he is making it blink blue and red. I, I this is a YouTube check us out on YouTube. You got to see what John got behind him going on. Yeah. But, um, but I'm Manscaped, the I'm company, gonna play some techno in a few minutes, exactly right. <laughs> Should have Manscaped the, the company had uh tweeted like, What podcast, um, do you think we should check out a sponsor? And Savion went under, um, and he recommended us. So I, we got to show the love back, man. I really appreciate that. That was so dope. It meant so much to us. So we glad to have you on, man. You've been here for a long time and we appreciate you. Man, I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all, I mean, I mean, when I saw it, the first, the, you guys are the first podcast that came to mind because I was like, you guys are just doing the doggone thing. Like you said, there's not another Falcons podcast doing it like, like y'all are doing it. I mean, it's being, y'all are so real. Y'all are so freaking transparent and it's, like uh, Jackson said, man, you guys, the way that y'all bounce off each other back and forth, it's, it makes for unbelievable content. And the way that y'all, I mean, y'all know the game, and it's, it's so much fun talking ball with y'all. I really appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for having me. For sure.
Absolutely, man. We'll, we'll make that. We'll make it a regular occurrence, man. Yeah, sure. man. You gotta. We gotta bring you back, man. We gotta bring you back for sure. We gotta make it regular. Yeah, you already got my number, my email. I am ready. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. Yes. yes, and sir. I promise we will get your daughter that Falcons onesie. I promise. Yes. Yeah. Out of your Falcon mind, y'all. Check us out. That's Go right. Check out his podcast. Go check out our podcast. Go check out uh, one last thing before we go. John, who is the dude? I'm going to butch his name on Twitter. Um, his name is Nick something. See, I mean, Nick Castrana, Castana something. Yeah, I don't his even know. His name is Nick on Twitter. This dude has the greatest Matt Ryan feed. Uh, the way he does. I'm sorry. I'm going to get your name for the next one. Nick, I um, apologize. His name is Nick. And start with a C. Um, either Castan. I- Butcher this dude's name. Give me one second. Give me one second. I'm sorry. Matt Ryan stats. His his whole thread that he he started a Matt Ryan thread where everybody was just going in saying he was he listed Matt Ryan stats and he let like everybody um go and they added on to it and this dude is uh was it okay uh... I'm wrong his name is Nick Pentecost. That's what I was thinking. Okay, Nick <laughs> Pinnacoff. Uh, I've enjoyed that. He's hilarious, man. I thought his Matt Ryan tribute was amazing. I had to say that. Oh, yeah, man. Shout Just, out to Nick. Yeah, man. So, yeah, we'll be back next week, guys. Um, Troy might be back. Well, no, actually, Troy's going to be out of town. So, probably be just uh, Mike and I again. And uh, getting closer to the draft. We're only what, a couple weeks away, boys. Yeah. See what happens. Then we're Rise actually, up. Gonna, then we can actually talk about a team that will be fielding, not just who we think we might be. Fielding. Yeah. The Marvin ACL. Let's do it. Let's go. Here we go. All the way from Florida, all the way from Duval, out of your Falcon mind. We even out of our Falcon mind in Duval, man. Come on now. Give us our props. That's right. And uh, Kazakhstan or wherever the hell that we got listed. And yeah, and yeah, wherever that was. Which is crazy. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Y'all check us out. Um, And Mike, you and I will do the uh, reintroduction of ourselves pretty soon. Okay. As, uh, we, we've our listenerships went up, which we greatly appreciate. So, like I said, uh, we'll just do a, a new kind of who we are type of. And Savion, we are we are going to steal uh, the SBS. Y'all did the uh, get to know your host. We're definitely stealing that from y'all. Oh, a hundred percent. It was when when we when we did it. I was like, oh, this is perfect. And we just yeah, it it was great. Which, by the way, a gorilla cannot beat a bear. I'm I'm sick and tired of hearing people say that. Once <laughs> a bear hands on a gorilla is a wrap. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, man. You seen those, those claws are like they ain't gonna happen. It's a wrap. Yeah. Just bottom line. <laughs> yeah. Breathe. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, y'all check us out. Like I said, out your Falcon Mind and check out SBS podcast at all the places you normally get your provider, you know, your your uh podcast providers, Spotify, iTunes. Leave them a five-star review on iTunes on Spotify. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify. We'll all shout you out for it. Oh, damn. We did get a five-star response review, and I didn't, I almost missed it, guys. I almost missed so you. Let me just end the show on that because I don't want to not do say we're going to shout them out and then not shout them out, right? Then not shout them out. That that would be just disingenuous of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is from Jay Piper81. Great listen. It's a five-star review. Two down to earth dudes dishing out dirt about the birds as well as other great sports topics. We appreciate that. Piper, I love you, buddy. We so appreciate it. Five-star review. He took two seconds to do that. So y'all take two seconds to go do that as well. We really appreciate it. And it's free. Yep. 
absolutely. So be a good person. Do that. Be a good boy and run along and <laughs> remain out of your falcon mind. That's right. We out of here. Peace. <laughs>